welcome to Directly Used Fanatics 4 Podcast. I am AJ of Fanatics 4. I'm joined by Parker. He's returned. He's Hello. rematerialized into our plane of being. Yep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, this is the show where we talk about Nintendo stuff, and we are from a Nintendo channel. You can support that very channel by going to youtube.com slash Fanatics 4 or twitch.tv slash Fanatics 4 and paying $4.99 for exclusive emotes, loyalty badges, sweet free i said sweet fridge keys from time to time some uh, sweet fridge keys yeah, like if you got some locked key fridges from time to time uh you know access to support is only discord dude it's a great old fun time you mm-hmm. can talk about whatever you want dude just be like a good fun person and i've been terrible at being in the discord recently life's been real busy but it's um, a fun time I- and it's also very I usually encouraging. pop in at random times. Yeah. <laughs> I like pop in there and then like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like I popped in and they were talking about um, microphones because uh-huh. Mega Man is trying to start streaming. Yeah. Um, everybody go file Mega Man on twitch.tv slash Mega Man. What is the number? Zero, Probably 087. Yeah, 087. It's the same as the normal one is. Yeah, I would assume that's what it is. If it's not, fix your brand in Mega Man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he was talking about microphones and then they were like, it was a whole thing. And I jumped in and talked about that. And then, you know, the, the whole Smash Brothers thing, they at me and they're like, yo, you're trying to play Smash Brothers. And this week I couldn't do it or at least like yesterday or whatever it was because a whole bunch of just stuff happened, dude. It was like a whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> that was, that's the discord, but you yep. can also join our discord without becoming a supporter on Twitch or YouTube just by clicking the link in the description. And then you just say hi to the people that are there, man. It's good old time. Yeah, that's right. Great. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fun to, to talk to people. It's fun to play games. AJ, are you playing any games? I am playing games, Parker. Good. What a, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> what a um, question. Who'd even thought we would talk about? It's true. Who would have Video ever games. Thought? Especially at this part of the segment where we normally, you know, talk about it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, I've been playing, well, earlier this week, I played Monops. I played Monopoly. Okay. To play. Live action Monop? Like, no, uh-uh, Okay. Because no. Bob got a code or something for Google Stadia, which is, like, kind of blasphemous, but, like, you know, you take what you get. <laughs> it's um, funny to get a code for it, right? Wait, you mean, like, he got a code for a game on Google yes. Stadia? Oh, okay. Yes. I thought you meant a code of a subscription. I was like, you can get it for free right now. No, So, like, no, what are you no. doing? <laughs> Uh, he got a okay, code for the subscription. Mean, not for say, you just confused my whole life. <laughs> uh, he got a code for the game and yeah. was like, "Yo, can I get three more codes?" And they were like, "Yeah." And then he uh, he DM'd our like Minecraft cute boys uh, mm-hmm. group chat, and he was like, "Yo, who's down to play Monopoly?" And everybody can guess who said who, like what, you know? Like I was like, oh, "Yes, I'm down." And then Dan was like, "Sure, I guess." And then MDB was like, I can't do that because, you know, like I had to go like conquer three planets and like, you know, the MDB <laughs> stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And I was like, all right, cool. And I went to go see like because I never freaking use Google Stadia, dude. As soon as they told me I got to get a Chromecast and a yeah. controller and I was like, nah, man, I'm good on that. <laughs> um, but I signed up for this and it was just, like it was relatively simple. And I played Monopoly, and I destroyed the the AI, and I was like, okay, cool. And that that was that game. Oh, you destroyed the AI. Did you play on... Mm -hmm. Wait, what? It was like three... I mean, like... I play against the AI on the game, dude. 
Oh, you didn't play me and Bob, Bob? did No, we didn't play it yet. We're playing it this Sunday, oh. which is tomorrow for everybody listening. Okay, well, that makes sense. I So here's the thing. Monopoly, garbage. Kind of sucks, except for... This context probably good. You it's know, like fun. I See, feel the like thing is it's like, fun with your other gamer friends, where it's yeah. like you're not taking it seriously or whatever. Right. That's fine, but it's like playing it when it's the game to play, like with your family or something like that. I at New Year's Eve, um, my <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I and it, it, and it doesn't even end with us playing Monopoly, oh it, but God. it's part of the story. Nevertheless, at New Year's Eve, my parents were in town for uh, for like a month. Uh, they normally live far, far away. And we went to my in-laws in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) We went to my in-laws to to do New Year's Eve and stuff. Um, And they had gotten like their local town's monopoly. Like somehow they had their town monopoly version. So like Pokemon monopoly? Yeah, like that. But it was like, you know, if you live, say you live in Detroit, it was was like Detroit. Gotcha. Yeah. and so my mother-in-law was like, we should all play, like, we'll, you know, do stuff and we'll play a board game. We could play Monopoly because we have our local town's Monopoly. Um, and my dad and I made eyes at each other like, there's no way we're playing Monopoly. <laughs> Number one, there were like nine of us there. And you can oh only have God. max of what, six players in regular Monopoly, I think. I don't know, man. I don't know the rules like that. I think it was like, yeah, I think it's something like that. So we were like, we're not doing so long story short we were like we're very much not playing because that that game is garbage for that context but you know what i could see it when nobody's taking it seriously and it's just like you know see this is the thing like it's there's two possibilities for for stream purposes either we're not taking it seriously at all (laughs) and we're just being dumb or we're taking it very seriously like that those are the two possibilities and that's fun you know (laughs) i think what's the worst is when if somebody thinks like we're this is a good game right now and it's like no it's not but that sounds like a fun time nice and that's gonna be on stadia yep 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 but it's also a switch game yep Okay. It's true, um, which was like the first thing that everybody was like replying to Bob when he was talking about. It. He was like, "You can get like, why would you do that for Monopoly?" Like, because he was like, when he's talking about, it, he's like, "This is like a forty dollar game," and they just like sent the codes or whatever. Uh-huh. Which, like, I don't know why he was shocked by that. That <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so games a lot. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed weird that he was like surprised. Yeah. But yeah, so everybody's like, you can get it for like five dollars on Switch, and then it's like, but it's forty dollars, and then it's like sometimes it goes on sale and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you can get it on Switch if you want to play Monopoly. And also, I've been playing some other Switch games. I've been playing with the golf still. Yep, nice. Games. I saw a trailer for that one go up. I don't know, yesterday or something. I was like, I should. I think it, came, I think it came out yesterday or the day before. Okay, that's probably what I saw then. Was the like launch trailer? It looks fun. It looks quirky and neat. So yeah, it's like it. It feels like I mean, uh, Luis. I heard last, you talking about it with Luis. Yeah, last, week, last yeah. week he did say it was a mobile game, and it kind of feels like that, and not in like mm-hmm. a negative way, but like in a way that like you could pick it up, you could beat a few levels, and then feel like you completed something and you're done. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's good in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's good in every regard. It's good at what it's trying to be, is what yeah. I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing that off and on, just randomly. Um, I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh again uh, <laughs> because, like, I was like just picking up where you left off before. Yeah, I'm trying to like get through did all you, the campaigns because, like, I started did you finish any of the campaign because there's a bunch, yeah. right, or something. Okay, yeah. So I finished the first two, which are the ones that I know of. 
Um, well, I never finished the second season because like it didn't come out here or something. Like apparently there was like some like the freaking last season and Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is wild, dude. Mm-hmm. And four kids was like, nah, we're not doing that part. <laughs> um, so they just didn't bring that part over and then like I, I, Konami like changed the uh-huh. rights holder or something and and the, it was a whole thing. Um, so I like that's all I know about that. But I beat those two seasons because like what you do you do like the the story duel so it's like you, do you know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh? I've seen yeah yeah I've okay, seen so you know season Yugi 1 and Joey are, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's like Joey. a duel where Yugi and Joey duel and uh-huh. it's like Japanese like his name is like Joichi or something or Januchi or something and yeah. Japanese I don't know but I'm American (laughs) (laughs) and he's from New York. So he's from Brooklyn. Uh, But so like you do the regular duel and then after you do that, they're like, Hey man, there's the reverse. You could play, you uh, you could play as Joey and beat. So like, I've been just doing that on the first two because I know those seasons and I know Mm -hmm. the characters and stuff. But now that I'm in like seasons that I don't know, what I've been doing is I'll do like the first thing with the story deck. And then the second, thing i do with the um like the freaking like super powered up like elemental hero which is like the character uh the main character from the second season those are like the cards that he uses and like when i first saw that see like that was like when they were like teasing that show i was like yo his cards are dope his cards are still dope so those are the cards that i just use now nice and i'm like yo i'm just gonna like go through all the inverse duels with those cards instead mm-hmm. of like trying to like figure out like how do i win this as the canonical loser you know uh-huh. um, something about what you said made me think of um did you ever watch the beyblade show back in yes the day? okay did you play Bla- collect beyblades at all or whatever <laughs> I mean, okay. if, if by collect, you mean like random, uh, like relatives being like, hey, it's Christmas. Kids like Beyblades, right? Kids, Kids do Beyblades. like Beyblades if they're named Parker Deal and they were me. Parker, um, like, yeah. Beyblades are cool, but like I, you know, I didn't collect them. I like the like freaking Dragoon. He's cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I did collect Beyblades like during the first round of them or whatever. And mm-hmm. like I did the whole kind of RPG ish bit of them of like trying to this one had like getting the stats right so this one's like maximum attack and this one whatever all i can Wait, and the, like with the actual beyblades oh yeah with the actual tops like there were they some, actually have attack and defense yep they had little dots to represent like this one's like one defense but three attack or whatever and That's it was wild. just like uh i don't know so like the base of them of one i think it was called four this one's or something. lubed up more than the other one i mean pretty much it was there was one that had like a ball bearing at the bottom or whatever so it would just like spin in place um and then it's little middle ring thing would be more weighted i guess but and like they had circular. they had like electronic ones right that like yeah it never worked for me i bought one and i was like i'm gonna be able to control it and it sucked uh oh, but all that to say i watched the show and i thought it was awesome and i heard <laughs> ashley was watching some tiktok or something the other day where i heard the person on it saying like something about beyblade and how there was when they'd watch the show and there would be like these giant monsters and stuff coming out of the Beyblades, they're like, I wasn't there to watch that. That's so dumb. And I'm like, dude, that was the best part of the show. And it was <laughs> so good. And I was so mad at him for being 
incredibly wrong Yo, about how we, great we, we missed the boat dude we should have been born in like freaking 20 2017 or something because like kids in born like, in 2017 yes because kids in like 2027 are going to just be able to do that oh dude. My like goodness. they're going to have like freaking like well, so are adults so i mean true just... but like you're gonna go into like the seasonal toys r us kiosk uh-huh. and be like yo give me four Beyblades, <laughs> and then you're just gonna look weird man yeah so rip what a time but yeah there you go there's Beyblades. well cool i'm glad you're enjoying Yu-Gi-Oh again yeah seems like a fun time also smash yes yeah yeah for sure uh yeah i've been playing some games too um some more animal crossing as per usual oh yeah i haven't played animal crossing actively in like two weeks dude it's 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 horrifying Cause like I want to like I I didn't stop playing because I didn't want to mm-hmm. play anymore. It was just like through circumstance. And then like once I stopped, I was like I made it to like a week. I'm like yo, I can't go back there. I can't face them. <laughs> like I like missed a birthday or something, dude. Like it's gonna be rough, man. Everybody's yeah. gonna shame me. They will. Um. Okay, but yeah, let me think. So otherwise, so Animal Crossing. I'm not gonna get into that. Everybody knows Animal Crossing. Blah blah blah. It was mm-hmm. good. I played um, so a little bit more Nino Cuny, so going through that. The problem with it is it's very story heavy and like dialogue centric, which is good. But the times that I normally would want to sit down and like play, it's the same problems that I had with Xenoblade Chronicles Two, where there's a cutscene every every two minutes. So if yeah. I'm watching a show and playing at the same time, I'm like, okay, pause the show, watch this cutscene. And if it's one that wasn't worth it, I'm like. <laughs> that wasn't worth it. Should I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could have just skipped through it, but you don't know which ones you can skip through. So, but I, I still enjoy it. It's fun. Um, I just met Hamlin for anybody who knows the game. Um, that's a good one, dude. Yeah. I oh totally, boy. I totally know him. Yeah. Um, some other ones though, I finished it'll do too, which again, if you watch the Zelda video that I made last week, two weeks ago at this point, um, it's yeah it's pretty much like link to the past top down zelda kind of thing and it's like funny writing i've re- it it was quite quirky and fun writing and like surprisingly the last the second to last boss was quite challenging and i had a hard time like i died a lot of times <laughs> maybe it was just me maybe i'm just bad at games but um that said i think i am worse than like the gen- at games than the general <laughs> person our age that's been playing games for a while because like i've just missed it for so long you just stopped yeah yeah so like if i watch mitch play the same thing as me he'll get it faster than i do for the most part um so i also just i feel like it depends for me because there's like well specifically there's one genre that like i'm not really good at and that's shooters first person because shoot- yeah. i do not play them like yeah, there's like right. two shooters that i'm good at and that's splatoon and gears of war and that's mm-hmm. because those are the two ones that i well splatoon i was the only one that was like yo that looks dope i want to play that and gears of war is tree pressure it's like logan was like yo you should play that and i was like all right cool whatever uh-huh um, but other than that, I don't, I have no desire to play call of duty and mm-hmm. no desire to play, yeah. you know? So yeah. every time I play them, I'm like crappy dude, but like, I want to know, well, okay. Here's a bunch of thoughts. When we were watching E3 last year, or whatever, I think we were watching Ubisoft's and Ashley was at some point was like, all of these games are just like shooter games. Like it's not very exciting because it just looks like another another shooter comes out, another shooter comes out, and I feel the same way when I see a ton of shooters back to back. But I'm cur- but I don't feel the same way a lot of times if I see like a bunch of indie games that are 
that are 2D side scrollers or whatever that are pixel art, like I'll notice the difference within within them because I care about it more. So I am curious, somebody who like really likes shooters, do they see the division and then I don't know. Probably, you know. yeah. Like if that's like all they put, I think that that's a different example though. Like I think yeah. that even you are like more like varied in your tastes mm-hmm. for that to be like a good like one to one. I think if it was like like because even I like I play a pretty good variety of games. Like there's mm-hmm. not like one type of even like even though like I play a lot of Smash Brothers. I don't I'm not like particularly into fighting games. I just specifically like Smash Brothers. Yeah, I right. like other fighting games, but it's uh-huh. not like. I'm more like likely to like a fighting game or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I still see like, okay, it's another fighting game or okay. It's another Metroidvania mm. or okay. Like I still feel like that. Yeah. If that's the case, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess same goes for like, if somebody is super into fighting games, when they see guilty gears up next to blaze blue or something like that, are they like noticing all of the differences? Cause to me, they would, I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference between them, mm-hmm. but for them, it's probably like a mechanics thing, you know, like, they see the nuance that I'm not going to pick up on. Yeah. I mean, same as like, I noticed tons of nuance and difference between all sorts of different kinds of metal. But if somebody else were to listen to, you know, two artists that I'm like, oh yeah, Silent Planet and Periphery are super different from each other. And they, they're like, nope, screaming and <laughs> loud and like loud guitars and drums. I'm like, okay. I don't know. That's an interesting aside, but I'd be curious from somebody who plays a lot of shooters. Let me know. Um, yep. But yeah, a, a couple other little games. I played a little bit of Tetris 99. I'm just going through my Switch oh, and seeing That's very random. Why? I, I was just like, I want something. I want to play something, and I'm watching a show, and I wanted to keep watching uh, the show. And I was like, Tet- we'll try Tetris 99. We'll put that back, pull that back out. And it's fun. I kind of suck at Tetris, but um, I just didn't play it a lot growing up. Oh, so like, okay. I, I'm just not great at it. But I got like 13th I was molded by it. a couple times. <laughs> Well, I got 13th once and then I got like above 50th a couple of When I was times. like actively playing that, I would like pretty regularly get like top 10. Mm-hmm. I, I think the highest I've ever gotten was like second place and I got second place like several times and then I just stopped playing it because like this sucks, dude. I got, <laughs> I got second place like 12 times and I it can't is, get the first place. It I, is harder now mm-hmm. for, for what it's worth too because I did get like the first couple days it came out, I got like i think maybe third place one time and then some other ones kind of within there um but people in general that are playing it still now are just yeah, like probably... they're like they're in dude they're like yeah. this is my game i play yeah. tetris and like i did a similar thing with uh poyo poyo tetris mm. because they had the demo on there and i just played the demo for a really long time for <laughs> a similar reason where it's like yep. i just want something dumb that like yep i can like passively play um while mm-hmm. i listen and watch things or whatever yeah um and then i just got to the point where i had like 15 hours in the demo and i was like <laughs> i need to just buy this game and then i bought the game and then, and then i never it. touched it again <laughs> that's honestly that's why i'm so excited about clubhouse games is just like a for like you know play games with some other people like that but also just to be able to like play solitaire i don't have anywhere that i feel like playing solitaire but i like solitaire you know so i'm dumb yep. It's great. True. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that stuff. Um, also, lastly, a couple other little things, but because I wasn't on last week, so I didn't. Um, I started playing Unravel 2 with Ashley. I don't remember if I mentioned that I before. think you, I think it, it was either you mentioned it 
or you were like, I want to do that or something. Yeah. Well, we, we barely started it. Um, but it, it seems fun. But then last night, uh, we bought her grease because, you know, if I had thought gave Grimhain a code. For I that. know he's, <laughs> he also, I think is a proponent of it. If I remember right, I, I remember him mentioning it, but maybe it wasn't, it was in a negative way. Um, but yeah, it's good. It, I think especially for Ashley, it's, it was a fun one. Cause it's, just it's like, like really pretty artsy and like 2d stuff so there's not there were i noticed it was interesting watching her play because there were a lot of times that she'd second guess herself when i'm like no you're you're good you're doing it right but i tried to like not say that much stuff and sometimes i was like yeah, i don't know either just do some <laughs> stuff figure it out because who's to say so but it's, it's pretty fun trial by fire <laughs> exactly um but yeah that's about that's all that i've been playing there and it those is. are some games and you know what here's the thing guys we usually we ask you guys for qa and uh, we have that at the end but we decided this topic was really good so we're just going to pull it up and have it be the main topic for today (laughs) okay uh duncan asked us on discord yo what do you think nintendo's next system could look like since it's been stated that we're barely halfway through the switch's life cycle it's gotten me thinking about what a potential successor could look like. Would you like to see them stick to a more traditional DS to 3DS or GameCube to Wii to Wii U style of sequel system or get something completely out of left field like the Switch was? If so, what would you want that to be? Um, I think this is interesting because like, I don't know, like the, the, the handheld side of this a uh, question makes way more sense to me than the console. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I guess on a technical end, that makes sense. The GameCube to Wii to Wii U, because mm-hmm. they're literally like, like Wii is just like a, a more advanced version mm-hmm. of like the same architecture and like chipset as the GameCube was and the same as the case for the Wii U, right? Mm-hmm. But like when you zoom out, yeah. the Wii U- The purposes and- of those consoles were very different. Yeah, but I-, I Eh, I, I, well, the purposes for like I would say like GameCube, GameCube to Wii. and Wii, yeah, those yeah. are very different. But then it's like Wii to Wii U is kind of like a gradient, and then Wii U to Switch is like a gradient to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So like I think, and I I would almost say that like Wii U to Switch is a more direct evolution than any of those other combination of the three, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um. So like I don't know. It would be very strange if they like got to this point with switch specifically where they it felt like that this this was like the result of long arduous te- like trial and error and they're like yeah. we're not here dude it would be so weird for them like nailed it all yeah. right on to something completely different like you know <laughs> like it, w- it would seem weird especially given the fact that they have a history of like at least doing the same thing again one more time mm-hmm you know, like, yeah. game, I feel like GameCube is a pretty, like, direct follow-up to N64. For That's, you. yeah, I mean, and the NES into SNES. I yeah. was going to say those exact combinations see, are more like the DS to 3DS, Game Boy to Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. I, no, I mean, I would agree um, that I think, I think the purpose of the Switch, like, you know, we see it as it's a handheld and a home console, um, but, like, especially with the switch light coming out and if there's other things that come out past it i think it's more the idea of like this is a launch pad for any direction we're going to go in like i could see the next switch 
doing something that could enable better VR if they think that's a direction they would go into or, you know, like kind of like just be able to tackle all of those different fronts, even if uh, obviously as technologically speaking, it's not at the same caliber as a PS4 or Xbox one, even though it came out after them as far as like, it's just raw power, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's still doing like, here's what those are, those consoles are supposed to be doing. We're doing that. But also here's like our handheld side and we're doing that and like kind of trying to be as multifaceted as possible and work towards their strengths. Right. And I think that like, um, like I, I talk about this a lot, but like their Apple influence, I think they don't care, uh, care to be like that old style. Like they're not thinking of it like that anymore. Like what's mm-hmm. the next evolution of like our console or whatever. I think they think switch is iPad. Right. Which um, is especially considering like, or thinking, I mean, maybe an iPhone for this analogy, but for um, thinking of an iPod that there was like so many different iterations. I mean, they yeah. were the same, they did the same function as each other and the iPod touch, like they all, besides that had extra things, but like all the iPods had the same core functionality, but they were like, ah, we just can't quite figure out exactly what it's supposed to be like. Is it supposed to be super sleek or like big or whatever? Um, but I then they that, landed I on think iPad is still a more apt comparison to what it is. Cause we have the iPad mini. Right. Literally. And then there's the regular <laughs> iPad and then there's the iPad pro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just meant in the sense of like that. Like where it's marks. Like the, uh, yeah. It's like, that was like back then. And then they landed the on something and that, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And once the, I, once the iPhone has come out, it's just like, it's, it's a one stop shop of like, better and better every, exactly. Yeah. And, but same for the iPad. Exactly. There's right. like different iterations on the same concept, but it's right. like, the form factor is not, and they they don't like make an event out of it. I feel like they don't even do what they like what they're kind of known for, unless they announce a new like sub product line. They don't do mm-hmm. like the whole keynote right when they come out with a new iPad. They're just like, here's the new iPad, here's the product page, buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. think Nintendo will go that far in the Apple direction, but mm-hmm. I think that if anything, like they might brand it as like the swap, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it's still going to essentially be the Switch, you know, yeah. but better. Mm-hmm. And that so. is, I mean, the tricky thing will be at this point, now that we've had Nintendo's lineage be such kind of like different versatile things, and if they want to stick to one thing that's pretty much like the same, you know, the Switch, for all intents and purposes, the Switch 2 and all that stuff, is how do they brand the next one so that it doesn't suffer the same fate as the Wii. I mean, the Wii U had a lot more issues to it than just... I, but I think that's the problem <laughs> with Wii U is that they didn't commit. I think Wii U is the problem. If yeah. they named it Wii 2, that would have helped it a lot better. I think Wii you're totally right, yeah. Sounds more like this is like an ancillary thing, mm-hmm. especially since like they waited so long to actually like show the console and the marketing. And mm-hmm. it's not like helped very much by the fact that from the front, it kind of looks like just a rounded Wii. Yeah. So, so it's like, and even like the, the whole, like, you know, profile, mm-hmm. it just looks like an external hard drive. So like the, the, the whole thing of like people confusing it for a um, add on, mm-hmm. although I think that like, you need to be like removed from it all to like mm-hmm. really think that, yeah. which I think is more people than it's not. Right. Right. Yeah. For um, sure. It, it, it was, it was definitely a thing that I could see people getting confused about and I wouldn't fault them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they would have to try pretty hard to get like artsy, which I mean, <laughs> they, they, they do that sometimes, mm-hmm. um, to like mess up 
doing the switch, especially since they made such a concerted effort to not do that with switch. Like you can tell Mm -hmm. like branding was at the front of their mind when they like released this thing. Yeah. I mean, that'll be interesting to see too. Thinking about this. So with Xbox series X coming out, especially they've stated that at least first party stuff, they're going to have obviously Xbox series X games that are going to be, um, that are going to work better on that than they would on older consoles and stuff than the mm-hmm. Xbox one X or Xbox one S or whatever, but that they won't have any just straight up first party exclusives for the first, whatever year or something like that. Right. So in, in a lot of senses that could hurt the initial console sales. Um, because I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, think, I mean like I just because it doesn't have that, like, Oh, I need to, like just any other any old person's like i want to buy that game oh i can buy the old console for that that's cheaper like sure I'll right do that. but i think the thing that they're banking on and what seems like what mm-hmm. usually happens is those people don't matter for the initial success it's totally. the people that just want the new thing yeah, like, yeah. It, it, they don't care what they're playing on the new thing mm-hmm. they just want the new thing yeah um that's so definitely true just the fact that it exists i think well, like me i'm probably going well eh, it depends <laughs> i'll at least buy one of them yeah um whichever one has the closest thing to like oh this is games that i want to play on mm-hmm. here um and then i'll eventually buy the other one once it has two games that i want yeah. you know um mm-hmm. but for the most part i think that people that aren't like me and play like 90 per- like even like multi-console owners that mm-hmm. play like 90 percent of their games on switch anyway like they're gonna just be like oh whatever this the, the yeah thing is just because it's prettier you know it's the same thing but it's prettier and it's going Uh faster you know i mean and that's there's so many people are i mean honestly just looking at the number of people that went out to buy like myself and you the uh updated switch that was just barely updated switch you know big battery boy yeah like that's not that's really not a substantial change at all but like "Eh, let's do it you know um So yeah, that's, that's definitely a good point. And I think they're getting enough people just in general on board with like, I'm, I enjoy being a part of the switch family and ecosystem and stuff like that. Like just using it at all that, uh, yeah, maybe that wouldn't hurt too much. Um, and then by the time they do have exclusive games for the new one, actually, yeah. Do you think, do you think like a launch game, Hmm, like taking the Uh Wii U to switch there was obviously a Wii U Breath of the Wild. It's not, it wasn't backwards compatible. I think probably right. the Switch 2, the swap, would be backwards compatible. Yeah, um, I think 1,000%. Because yeah. they're benefiting from the same thing that Xbox is right now yeah. and PlayStation, where they, they came into this generation, or last generation, I guess, mm-hmm. um, with the idea that, like, okay, we're moving on the x86. This, this is the same architecture that, like, modern pcs use so mm-hmm. it's going to be easy for developers to port their pc projects back and forth between the the two platform or three or four platforms at this mm-hmm. point um so it, we're future proofed in that regard switch is the same kind of but mm-hmm. just a different architecture because they're using arm based chips yeah um and mobile for the most part uses that and also the switch uses it so yeah. like them using the same architecture that's like kind of future-proofed and the same way where it's like it's efficient and like they can just scale up the power and then you know continue to like nintendo's always going to go for like the next switch is obviously going to be more powerful but they're going to mm-hmm. go uh efficient over like pure power right right um so it's still going to like perform 
way better, but they're going to understand how to develop for it already. And it's going to be like more or less the same to be like, okay, this is how we get this game running on the switch. And this is how we get this game running on the swap, you know? Mm-hmm. Just so, okay. As a thought experiment then, cause I think you got, you and I are both in agreement that the next console is just going to be just more of switch pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, thought experiment. If say Nintendo was like, Nope, we're actually doing something different. Yeah. What do we think? Um, I think the only thing that they could do that would make sense, not necessarily for them, but like business wise, if they're Mm -hmm. like, you know what, we're going right back to the GameCube days. We're doing what those guys did, but Uh marginally better or right in the middle, you know, like doing a full on console and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that that's the only thing that they can like roll out as like a big, you know, like celebration. Mm -hmm. Uh, Granted, I would have never predicted the Wii. So who really knows? <laughs> Maybe their next thing is like revitalizing VR in some way that we would have never expected, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're like the ones that like are like coming out with freaking ready player one grade <laughs> crap, you know? Like maybe uh-huh. that's what it is, you know? I would think for them, if because they obviously they did Labo VR, I could see Nintendo doing AR more so than I could mm-hmm. really like diving into VR because it's more like communal and stuff like that. Because like VR by nature of it is more you know isolating and stuff but yeah could it i mean i think probably if they were to do that they would still have like just split back up into um doing the home console and handheld but then probably the handheld i would guess would would do some kind of a vita function of the like tv play or whatever because like they can't yeah yeah, because they can't they can't lose that yeah, I, I, that, I think that's another and part that's of all life. that is why it's like that's nah, just the switch yeah <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't i don't know how or why they would do that because like yeah. their whole domain is home i mean like uh like freaking handheld consoles <laughs> yeah right um so for them to like drop the idea of the hybrid is i i think is like the only way that they could do that is if they're abandoning one or the other and it would mm-hmm. be dumb to abandon the handheld so like either their next thing is going to be purely a handheld mm-hmm. or it's going to be a, a hybrid <laughs> yeah yep so that's that's what we think i mean the switch is just doing so well you know you wouldn't even you wouldn't even believe you wouldn't dude. even believe it so why would they switch up their tactic you know, we'll have to wait into the future, but it's it's doing so well that uh, it's selling even faster than the Wii was. Um, what? And this comes, what? I know that the Switch was <laughs> a successful platform that was outpacing another successful platform. Oh, you didn't know that? I was never the notes heard for that the, for the video, and you probably. <laughs> um, I don't know. So yeah, okay, we got some NPD results. Oh, that's uh, that's what that is for mm-hmm. april and uh, this is again this is just uh sold retail for nintendo at least this is just sold retail um in the u.s only so like there's no digital sales for games which obviously a console is only hardware and doesn't there's no dig- you can't get a digital switch but uh mm-hmm. yeah it broke a bunch of records and all sorts of things did spending sure in general <laughs> This April is up an insane amount for obvious reasons. Everybody's at home. We tried to, we're trying to find a switch for my sister-in-law for her birthday, which is next week. Um, And like, we're going in on it with my in-laws and stuff like that. And on Wednesday, like, I think yesterday, like Best Buy or something had them. Oh, really? It was so 
uh, actually, that might be the one. So I retweeted one from some Twitter account that was like, hey, they've, they've got switches. I went to the side. I was like, they do have switches. Um, maybe it was. I think it was that one because it was Best Buy, I'm pretty sure. And so I was like, okay, we good to do this? And Ashley was like, maybe you should check with my parents just to make sure we're still all okay with it. Checked with them, got the okay in like 20 minutes, and they were gone. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, man. next time you need to just do it. I know. Yeah, that's that's the le- moral of that story is just do it. You know. Yeah, man. Follow. I mean, I could always just upsell if we decided no. Could have upsold it for seven hundred dollars. Yeah, you could be a piece of garbage, dude. You'd be like, <laughs> just go on Amazon and be like, hey, eight hundred dollars, little Sally. I don't care if it's your birthday. <laughs> yep. So I don't know which bits we want to take out of this. This is a whole thread, um, but just some some tidbits. Uh, eight hundred eight thousand uh, switches were sold in the U.S. in April alone, which is the best selling of any console in April ever. Um, I don't know if by numbers, by dollar amount it is, yeah. but it was over the Wii by dollar amount, which means since the Wii was $200, cheated, cheated, probably it the Wii was 250 fake fan. Two fifty. Well, by that point though, in 2009? Yes, 100%. <laughs> fake fan, as it was. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the top 10 best sellers also Animal Crossing New Horizon, Mario Kart. This is for Switch specifically. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Just Dance 2020, Smash, Breath of the Wild, Mario U, Luigi's Mansion 3, Pokemon Sword, Trials of Mana, interestingly. Um, Didn't that game just come out? It just came out, yeah. So, uh, And then Super Mario Party at number 10. <sighs> Just Dance 2020 was funny to me because it's like, oh yeah, I mean, it's normal, but also I retweeted it just because like, we're back in the Wii days. That's it's true. Uh, ring, well, Labo. I was about to say Ring Fit was the thing that made me feel like that, but Labo, that, I was like, oh yeah. yeah, that was the thing that's like, okay, we feel like we can like expand now. <laughs> yeah. They did Wii in reverse. They did. Which honestly worked out great because this way it brought in the core gamers and there's still stuff going for the core gamers. Cause like, yeah, the, we had core gamer games, but like it came most to of the people <laughs> for the yeah, most part. Exactly. Most people were out by that point. So, uh, anything else stand out to you from all this stuff? Uh, Mario party being there. <laughs> yep. Makes me sad does because it just so. means that instead of dlc and improving super paper mario mm-hmm. i mean super paper mario, <laughs> super mario party uh-huh i don't know why i do that like i was like freaking recording my video for last week mm-hmm. and i kept doing that i was like yo why do i always call paper mario mario party and vice versa i don't understand it i don't know man something's wrong with me it is but yeah that's true the <laughs> The fact that that doesn't have DLC is still crazy. But on the flip side, that's Animal why, Crossing, though, because it's number ten on the NPD, like two yep. years after. It oh came yeah, out. for sure. <laughs> I was doing a segue. Goodness okay. gracious, oh, it's okay. Speaking of two years after, but yeah. <laughs> speaking of two years afterwards, Animal Crossing apparently is supposed to give us surprises for years, so it should be getting that DLC still in a while yo i i come up with the most natural freaking segues ever dude because i didn't even read the headline (laughs) (laughs) teamwork you know working together 
Um, yeah, so this article, this was here. Let's see if there's a quote. So uh, Kyogoku, who is the director of Animal Crossing New Horizons, said, Animal Crossing is a game where, you'd, where you're able to enjoy seasonal changes throughout the year, and it's synced with real time, and through that, you're able to basically sync your life with the game. We want to make sure that in two years or three years down the road, players will still continue to find new surprises in the game. So we hope to create an update that can that you can do that with. That stuff. So, um, read that. Thought that was interesting. Um, you know, we can talk a bit about that too. But also, uh, wondering how that compares with other games that did the same thing but felt kind of empty at launch. You know. Um, like there's a bunch of games, uh, Kirby is the one that kind of most comes to mind that we yeah. talk about is, you know, cause like even when I made whatever the DLC video a bunch of months back, a bunch of people commented and they were like, honestly, actually Kirby feels great now. Like it's yeah, got Kirby, all stuff, two, blah, blah, blah. two years later. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> so, but which is awesome, you know, like if you buy it now and have all those downloads and stuff, like maybe it does feel like this is like a full featured game that has all this stuff. But at the beginning, it didn't feel like that, and it felt like a more shallow experience or what have you. So how is it that Animal Crossing is able to, outside of like some super fans that are like, kind of sucks that this is gone and this is gone or whatever. Yeah. How is it that Animal Crossing is able to do that and theoretically will still have those? And I bet all of those things that people are like, kind of sucks that this is gone, that those things, Brewster's is probably going to come back, um, you know, whatever other things. Other than Mr. I, I think it's because of Splatoon entirely because mm. it's the same team. So I think that they learned from their experiences mm. there and they're like, all right, this is like the core of like what Animal Crossing is to, mm. to us as a, you know, as a company. Um, and then here's the other things that people like about Animal Crossing. And here's some other like ancillary things that we could add. Mm. Um, and like, you know, put that on a tier list of like when to release all this stuff. Right. Um, and then just said like, okay, let's do like the event thing because that keeps people playing for a long time and we'll like work along the way to say like, so, you know, so they're flexible to a point where it's like, all right, this is current and this is something that we could be referential of. So let's put this in the 2021 bunny day event instead of just doing the same thing as last year or whatever. Right. Cause how they did it in the older games where it was just like pre-installed content, it was just the same thing every time. And that's why people like time travel to the thing. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to freaking Bunny Day next year. And it wasn't as cool as it is now. But now you can't even go to Bunny Day next year because it's not on the disc or disc, the uh, cartridge. I think Parker froze. <laughs> he did. Hey, now he's up? back. Yep. <laughs> My audio is going to sound like garbage for a couple of minutes and then I'll be back. I mean, then, you know, it'll be back up to normal. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. We can keep going. <laughs> we're good. I was going, I was talking still. Yeah, I did, like bad. just real, like I know, I kind of noticed for a little bit and then I looked at the camera and I was like, Parker's still there. And yep. then like, I was like, Oh no, he's not here. And then he came back. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Yes. I, I mean, I was just basically talking about how I, I think that like, the, for for this case, it keeps them flexible. It lets them like continue to develop the game, mm -hmm. um, and be like like current 
and relevant to like what's happening. So rather than saying like, all right, Zipper's back and he just does the same crap he did last year, they could be referential to like the reaction from last year or like whatever current event is happening, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. What do you, so out of curiosity, I wasn't, I, I didn't play Splatoon 2, back, especially mm-hmm. when it came out, but I remember some discussions around it or whatever that people were frustrated. People who, same kind of thing, were around for the first one. They were like, why isn't this, you know, this stage or whatever in the game? Do you feel like there was a lot of conversation around that in general, like that Splatoon 2, that Splatoon 2 did feel kind of empty at the beginning? I don't think for Splatoon 2, there was like any real conversation about that. At least from like the majority, there was probably like super fans or whatever that were still playing Splatoon one, you right, know, yeah. like what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the whole, I think Splatoon two did a way better job at like balancing the like new content, but also being like being enough as a like standalone product to like hold people over for long enough that they can sustain themselves until the updates come out. Um, so. That's something in general, I hope Nintendo games as a whole just continue to get better at because like there's some it's it's really, I don't know, disjunct which ones do it well and which ones don't. You know, obviously Breath of the Wild had DLC, but no one could say the base game of Breath of the Wild wasn't just, you know, like a completely full game and then some. Um, It's true. But then there's plenty of games that are, you know, the opposite of that. So. Mario Party again being an example that we yeah. talked about. Which I don't know. Like I, I feel like people are like more down on Mario Party than it probably deserves. Super Mario Party specifically. Yeah, right. Um, but it's definitely like I think it was. They shouldn't have said anything. It shouldn't have been like this is a return to form. That shouldn't have been their marketing because it just was. Um, yeah. but I feel like because that was their marketing and that was what they were making a big deal out of because it wasn't exactly that. And it wasn't like as much content as it felt like the other games had and all that mm-hmm. stuff. People were like down on it, but I think that that game is way better than people give it credit for. I do yeah. think that it should have more content, but I, I think that people over exaggerate like how bad. Right. I think it. part of the thing with that game too, was that there was a lot of content I guess if you split it out across like different modes and stuff yeah. like that, like there were a lot of options, but that made it to where each mode didn't, mode didn't get enough. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, if you didn't like every mode, then you're missing out on a lot of stuff. Right. Cause so. like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't played other Mario parties in a while, but like, um, you know, having the riverboat mode and the like co-op thing or whatever that was, as opposed to where you kind of build your own board. And I like, those were creative things. Um, I don't know how much development time this would have taken away from the main board game mode, but I think the thing so. about it is like, in a way, they it was more of a branding thing for that that kind of screwed mm-hmm. them over because they could have branded those modes as just boards, and people would have been oh, like, yeah. "Yo, this is dope!" You know, if yeah. it was like the mm-hmm. river board, and then that's just the gimmick for that board. Like, I think people would have liked the game way more just if they did stuff like that. But because they made the modes, it mm-hmm. felt like less complete. It was like, this isn't the mode that I signed up for. I don't like this game. And also, I think that they shot themselves in the foot by not doing the full, like, board game experience online. That was just dumb. Yeah. It's like, I think channels like ours and, like, you know, like when I oh, totally. Bob or whatever, we'd be playing Mario Party still if we could do that. <laughs> like, just because he hates Mario Party, I think we we would play that a lot because it would be hilarious. Yeah. 
that he's just like upset that he's like i'm so good at these mini games but i always lose spoilers he's not he's not <laughs> yeah or i mean even if you could adjust some of the rules you know and make it more competitive <laughs> competitive you know standard in various ways like that's something that nintendo's not great at in general is allowing you to um you know to customize things to your own experience whether that be even audio and games like in animal crossing i'd love to be able to turn off one kind of sound or another so that i could listen to you know turn the music off so that you can hear music other places but then when i'm fishing i can then hear you know the fish blooping and stuff whatever that's called um yep <laughs> blooping blooping that's that's the word that's how it works it is it is but in any case people um, in the video just see parker deal on the bottom of the screen yeah they will it's just <laughs> connecting i don't know Should that's what it up. seems like just give me just give them the audio people context <laughs> yeah it, it's true and uh that's um so but the next the next thing that i was going to do a smooth segue into but obviously didn't that's <laughs> true it's true is uh the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive comes out. Yep. Definitive Edition <laughs> comes out in a week, Yo. which is dope. Yeah, I'm yeah. very, I'm excited for that. Are you going to be playing? I'm whelmed. Uh, possibly. I don't know. Depends on what I got going on, dude. Like I know, like I, I am in. I'm impulsive. I was going to say I'm an impulsive person. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very impulsive. So like if I'm just like not doing nothing and I see it like on the eShop and I'm, you know, like it's just launched at midnight and people are like, I'm downloading this and blah, blah, then I'm down. Or if Nintendo sends it, who knows? Um, I'm like down to check it out. Even though if Nintendo sends it, I'm going to send it to you because you're way more likely to actually make content out of it than I am. True. Um, but I'll check it. I'll probably check it out just to be a part of the zeitgeist, but not, it's probably not going to be something that I'll stick around with long term. Yeah. Right. I can't remember how much of the original did you play? Uh, the like original. little bits on the Wii and little bits on the 3DS. Yeah. I play, I played a little bit. I, I think I played like the first five hours or something like that on the Wii. And then I played like 15 on the on the 3ds i think like 20 hours is my like cutoff point like if i get past 20 hours i'm gonna finish a game but like if i don't get to at least that i'm not like it's just <laughs> like the game's done for me dude like because i was realizing that like i was like and i still feel like i need to do it because i want to do it for content uh final fantasy 7 remake yeah, right i got to like the 15 hour marker a little bit under that and i just never played it again and a big yep. part of that is because of like moving and all that stuff yeah, but also yeah. it's kind of like i don't really want to <laughs> you know so, yeah no i, I, I feel I you there there's the definitely some games so. where like i just i mean i played the probably i think like 25 hours of skyrim um i got it for christmas the year after it came out so 2018 or something um and especially because it was out of the zeitgeist by a long shot at yeah. that point i was like i'm good i've played breath of the wild which is so much better now <laughs> so like you know it's uh it is what it is but i i definitely feel that that feeling well so the interesting thing about this article and the conversation that comes out of it in my opinion is that monolith talked about how much of xenoblade's graphics were redone for um for the definitive edition because like i 
I listened to um, the Game Explained preview, I'm pretty sure, where they talked about it, and they said, like, the running animations are still the same and all that kind of stuff. So, obviously, it's it's kind of like a fresh coat of paint, a very fresh coat of paint over um, the original game with right. added features and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, let's, let's read this. This is from Takahashi said, um, it goes without, well, the question was, the original game was on the Wii in standard definition. Could you tell us about how you've upgraded the visuals and assets to HD in this remaster? Takahashi said, it goes without saying, but considering we had restrictions like production costs and time, we couldn't remake everything. So we started off with deciding what we could remake and what we could not. Specific, or what we would and would not remake. Specifically, we went as far as upconverting the textures and adding shader textures for the enemies and maps. Then we remade things like the main and important characters' faces and hands, the new equipment in the Definitive Edition, the Monado, the facial animations during cutscenes and scripted event, and so on. Even though we divided things up like this, before long, each member of the team began showing their passion and abilities. So we wound up incidentally touching up things like NPCs and enemies that we didn't intend to change initially. There's some things that couldn't be completely remade, of course, but I hope players enjoy looking at all the differences in the game. See, I, it's just going to be like a, like a thing where it's like, I don't even know enough about this game to, <laughs> to <laughs> notice like yeah. what is and isn't remade. It's just mm -hmm. either going to all look great or all look bad. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and like, yeah, it's, I'm excited to play it myself too because there's a lot of bits where... It it's tough comparing as well when we know what like I don't know photorealistic things look like oh, as yeah. well and seeing things where somebody's like wow this is so beautiful and in their mind they're comparing it to the original and to me it's like it's pretty it's something and there are bits that I've seen that I'm like well that actually is really cool but I think yeah. playing it and experiencing getting into some big wide open area feels more majestic than seeing somebody else do it even in their gameplay yeah know? also I think that. For me, at least, I don't know. Because, again, like, I, I think it's harder for you to compare in that way because you don't own, like, a next-gen console or whatever. Yeah, totally. But, like, for me, I don't really think of it like that where it's, like, just directly, like, I've seen better graphics than this. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, where am I playing this? Breath of the Wild, to me, is mm -hmm. way more impressive, and I think about yeah. it more because I'm playing it on a freaking 6-inch or 10-inch screen or whatever, right? Yeah versus like final fantasy seven mm -hmm. which i'm playing like on a 40 inch screen or whatever <laughs> so like it's like eh. <laughs> yeah um so i think i don't i don't know if this would be like more or less impressive than mm -hmm. say breath of the wild but right. to me i think that that would more so be the gauge than to be like i just saw the xbox series x uh preview mm -hmm. and this doesn't look as good as that or whatever right uh-huh um one question that came to mind with this for me was what other games if there's any that you can think of off the top of your head that would benefit from like, I mean, there's a lot of games like Link's Awakening obviously just got actually remade from the ground up. Um, and then like, I think Spyro incidentally got remade from the ground up, but then Crash Bandicoot is a new coat of paint over the same game. And you love Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, um, <laughs> best game. Best game. So, but yeah, what other games come to mind for you that would be like, if they could just give this one a new coat of paint, it, that would be all that it really needs. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I feel like a lot of um, turn-based games could that could be the case with. Yeah, I see. 
it's funny because like people would get mad at this answer but like i would say stuff like you know like pokemon uh like gen one but uh-huh. like like fire red specifically because mm-hmm. of like the content that they had in there like mm-hmm. i like let's go but i think let's go the thing that they kind of missed out on is that they didn't do all the gen one stuff content wise right. um i don't really care about the wild encounters and stuff like that um but i wish they put like the seven what do you mean you don't care about the wild encounters i thought that was something that was i thought that was like the whole game yeah (laughs) no i freaking i hate those and like when i'm playing oh you mean like the yeah 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 like i don't like being able to see pokemon in the overworld yeah exactly yeah i I don't like running into pokemon all the time i like it annoys me every three seconds running through grass and being like oh and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna battle this thing i don't battle wild pokemon yeah 90% 90% of the time, especially now, like with Sword and Shield, most mm-hmm. of my experience comes from raid battles or whatever. So every yeah. Pokemon that I battle for experience, I go in there willingly being like, I mm-hmm. want to battle this thing. So when I you first just, said it, I thought you meant like, you don't care about it. Like, oh, I'm fine. You could put random encounters back in. Like, I don't care. About oh, that. no, no, like, no, no, no. That I seems was, off brand for you. <laughs> no, I was saying that like, the reason why I was like, I wish that like, I, my choice would probably be like a Gen 1 Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. um because gen one janky uh but it wouldn't be because of like what everybody else would probably say that would mm-hmm. want a gen one one gen one remake that's more new or whatever mm-hmm. it's like i want one that's like a real pokemon game i don't feel like that i, I think yeah. let's go did a good job at at being a pokemon game and mm-hmm. like experimenting with the formula and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but on a content end, I would have liked it if they did like Sevy Islands and maybe even like the Orange Islands from mm-hmm. uh, from Pokemon. I would love right? something with the Orange Islands because maybe those don't. were, I feel like, yeah, that was like some of my favorite back in the day watching Pokemon, just like getting into that and being like, oh, this isn't like the games. It's just like a bunch of random stuff. You're making glaciers and yeah. you know, turn them into and then turn it into and like, like bobsleds and stuff. It was yeah, super it was- cool. I was super Crazy. down with that. Uh, and then, like, I know the comments. People are like, oh, we're not Gen 1. <laughs> yeah. But, or I mean, like, there's something to be said for, especially, like, minimal work, bringing something up to, I mean, the Mario 3D remasters, if that's a real thing, that's what that's going to be. Is like, yeah. we know most people don't want to start with Mario 64 these days. If someone's playing it, it's for nostalgia. But we want people to be able to play Mario 64. So or they're like if forcing we can... their child for education. It's going to be me. Um, you know, so like that kind of thing. Kind of like, I don't know, tidying up your backlog and making it look, you know, bring it up to the this current gen or something. I don't know. But speaking of gens... Um, I don't know if we had any more thoughts on that, but uh, no, I was just, I was going to say something about the forcing kids to like play games. I yeah, feel I like um, I don't know. I haven't really had that experience yet because like I, I feel like my my nephew he for one he lives too far for me, and for two he's like two, for two. yeah, and then like my niece because she's like not really like into it like she likes mario and pokemon like Mm -hmm. on the like kid branding level of like i recognize that character but she's not like yo i'm trying to play games i don't really like have the patience to like sit there and be like this is how you play this game or whatever right i'm either like here's kirby that's something that's like just straight up stupid (laughs) and anybody can play it easily um or i'm just like ah just dance just play that (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah. Yeah, I need I need like a 
like freaking five, six years from now, maybe my own like child where I'm like from the get go of like, you're getting ingrained in these interests, you know, where it's like you want to play games from like when you're like three mm-hmm. uh, for me to like have that, you know, that feeling of like I'm forcing this kid to play this game. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, that I'll be interested to hear from like my parents definitely weren't gamers or anything. Yeah. Out there, you know, I'd be interested to hear, I mean, now there's already some, but from kids that grew up and it's like, yeah, my parents were like super into games, still are super into games as adults. But like right now, the only people where that's the case would be, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It'll just be interesting as that keeps going and like generations continue and seeing how that turns out. But again, I just speaking feel of- like it would, it's a waste for us to have this, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, there would be kids in our lives, and they don't play games, you know? It's true. Like, if I had, like, it would be wild if, like, my dad, like, if it was, like, the opposite, like, opposite Mm -hmm. day or something, and, like, my dad was a freaking gaming YouTuber, and, like, you know what, I want to be a free, I want to work, I want to be a police officer or whatever, right? (laughs) Like, that would be wild. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Yeah, moving on into the future. Um There was an interesting quote from Atsushi Inaba from Platinum who talks about uh, the next gen and how, in his opinion, quotes, he doesn't think the next gen hardware will be as groundbreaking as the Switch. And so here's some quotes from him about that, which is just fun to talk about. Uh, Where to start? So he says, I don't want to sound like, hey, I know everything about the new consoles and they're boring. But with the information that I have now, I haven't seen any extremely big surprises. And goes on to say, when you're oh, simply... we're in the same world, my guy. <laughs> yeah. He goes on to say, when you're simply seeing graphical improvements or just faster, bigger, obviously it's nice, but it doesn't have that same inventive quality that really surprised me with past consoles. And then he finishes up by saying, there's not the extreme surprise or the unexpected quality that I felt uh, that I felt from the leap to previous consoles. Now I see the announcements and I think, oh, that's cool. And the next minute I think, hmm, what should I watch on Netflix tonight? <laughs> but then I guess somewhere in here he says that the, you know, I don't see in his quote actually where he specifically says the Switch. Um, so I don't know. I think this that is they a just lie. pulled this stuff around that. Exactly. But even if that, I, I could see that. Because, like, the Switch is, like, a quantifiable, like, transition. Whereas, like, Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are just, like, more of what we did last time, which is more of what we did last time, which is more of what, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That adds up. Um, So, yeah. I, like, and it's funny because, like, I had a conversation with somebody. I think it was, like, and it was in some chat. I think it was, like, on, like, Bob's stream or something like that. Or maybe it was in the comments of a video or something. But I said something about how um, the graphics, like, graphics only matter. Or, graf- like, graphical fidelity and, like, mm-hmm. all these new, like, technological advancements and stuff like that. I was like, they only matter to the developers. And then uh, somebody commented, was like, that's peasant talk or something like that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> tell me more about how uh, the, new, the new consoles are going to help you to get your game running on at 4K at 120 FPS, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me more about how many more polygons you can fit on the screen with the game that you're developing, you know? Like, yeah. th- like the end product, obviously, is going to be, like, better for the consumer. 
but it doesn't really matter. As long mm-hmm. as it looks better, the consumer's not going to care about how they got there. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just like, in terms of fun factor, it's just like, there was more to talk about when when the Switch was coming out. It's more just like, what questions and like, yeah, curiosity this? and stuff. Like, yeah. how is this going to play? Like, there was like so. qu- even questions about like docking. Like I remember everybody being like, why won't they let us see in the Jimmy Fallon thing what it looks like when you undock it? I want to see the screen, you know? And it was like, they literally just did, you know? Like it, yeah. ju- it just goes from the screen on the TV to the screen being on the switch, you know? <laughs> like, it, like everybody was thinking it was going to be like some type of like transition, you know? It was going to be like mm-hmm. the switch, like, like commercial, like the snap at the beginning of it. They thought like every time you're going to undock it, that's what was going to happen. But so that would get annoying real fast. It would. It would. <laughs> it would. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was some interesting thoughts from Platinum. Which I mean, like, er- I think everybody who listens to the podcast knows that we feel that way about this. But hearing it from Platinum themselves, yeah, hearing it from a developer is like, geez, like uh-huh. I was giving them, I was giving them some leeway, being like, well, at least developers care. And here, developers are like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if we care. Uh huh. Yep. So. That, and that's not the only thing we heard from Platinum. They also, Hideki Kamiya said um, the following. He said, I'm on Twitter, so I see a lot of comments every day. What, happy- Hideki Kamiya is on Twitter? <laughs> you don't say. Oh, and this is specifically about, um, about Bayonetta 3. I thought he mentioned it within this, but um, about Bayonetta 3 not being canceled um, and that it's still moving along. So it's more of an update for everybody. Uh, he says, I'm on Twitter, so I see a lot of comments every day. I'm happy that there's still anticipation for the title, but one thing I would like to address is the trend I'm seeing, which is people who are starting to ask if the game has been canceled. I want you guys to take any concerns you have like that and throw them out the window immediately because we're still hard at work on it and it hasn't been canceled by any means. Please look forward to it. I mean, Ta-da, PR talk. I mean, <laughs> you can't really blame people for feeling like that because yeah. the game kind of like disappeared and they don't yes. really talk about it other than to say like... But I don't know, Bandetta Toxic. That's my Smash Four uh <laughs> salt uh-huh. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I I mean also they wouldn't announce he wouldn't say in that kind of context that that weren't the case. So there's that. But you know, I think still at some point the game's gotta come out and it's weird. It is weird that they announced it so early. I think they had to announce it when they did, kind of same as like Metroid Prime 4, because they had other games that they wanted to put out. They wanted well, to put I out Bayo 1 and 2, and they were like... Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. I don't think it's the same. I don't think that's the same. I think that if they just were like, freaking, here's Metroid on 3DS, mm-hmm. I think that that oh, would... Oh, that would be way worse, for yeah, sure. People would be so upset. I don't think anybody would have been like up in arms if like they were like, here's Bayonetta 1 and 2 on Switch. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, I don't think anybody would have been like, well, where's Bayonetta 3, you know? Uh, Maybe yeah. five years from when they announced it, people might have been like, what, Bayonetta 3? Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like those are ones that just weren't super well. Thought. I mean, I don't know. I talked about the Metroid one. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but it is what it is. Uh, the last bit of news, though, is this week there is going to be a wholesome direct 2020 that uh, is just going to be uh, like pretty much an indie direct that's coordinated by a bunch of indies together. And this is different from the Gorilla Games thing that's happening in June, I think. This is happening on May 26th which is Tuesday uh, at a bunch of times. 
I mean, it's Great. one time, but depending on your time zone. Great. Good. 1 good, p.m. ET. Good timing for them, you know? Yep. So you I'll be excited to watch some of that. Are, are made on, on Tuesdays or Thursdays. You love it. Um, not that they would cover <laughs> anything that would make sense for us for a video, probably. Yeah, right. But so there it is. That's, there it uh, is. that's the end of the news bits. Undertale but... 2 confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. They didn't say who all's taking part in this one, I don't think. So I don't know. We'll have to see what all is here. It could be a bunch of garbage games. Sands for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate confirmed. Mm-hmm. It says over 50 titles showcased during the broadcast, which will feature footage, developer interviews, and announcements. I'm wondering how long the... I, I mean, if the developer interviews are similar to those that were in the indie showcase for Nintendo recently, yeah. then that makes sense. But if it's like longer developer interviews, it's like, how are you guys going to do 50 games in that amount of time? It's true. I don't know. Maybe in the developer interviews, each developer is going to like announce four games. <laughs> Probably. So hopefully something cool will come out of that. Maybe we'll see some updates on some games we already know about. I don't know. Um, it would be neat. I don't know. Probably, honestly, probably the ones we already know about would do better as standalone announcements instead of in that. Yeah. Probably. So that's probably no. going to be, you know, I more can't like... wait for an untitled duck game. Oh, yeah. Be hype. Uh-huh. Hype, hype, hype. Crazy that I'm looking forward to a game called Sports Story when I care zero about sports in real life. But it's true. It's true. And ironically, people who care about sports in real life wouldn't Don't be looking care forward to sports story most part. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, that's it for the news. Any last thoughts before we get into the videos? You know, we sure newsed, you know? We did. We newsed it up. We newsed it. Yep. So we've got, uh, we make videos every week. You guys comment on those videos and we pull some of those comments to talk about um to you know kind of expand on and i and parker actually put his video where it goes i did i flipped him around i thought uh, you said something else and i was about to be shocked <laughs> i flipped them around um no yeah uh so yeah i talked about um metroid and that it needs to come around and i forgot to make the metroid pun early enough but you fixed it and yeah well, i did you. Fix my error. Yeah. Um, and it's up there now. Uh, any thoughts from you on the front ends? Uh, yeah, Metroid, great. Bring it. Sure, why not? Bring it. Sure um, not. The, the thing that I'm like, this video will forever be associated with the fact that uh, the, the, young, the young man <laughs> uh, retweeted it and said the thing. And I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Too Mr. much energy, apparently. Yeah, too much energy, apparently. That was funny. Got to start, got to start, um, you, you know, just got to get out the green screen and, like, mm -hmm. the camera and start taking, like, stills of my face and then, you know, put the big old text there and all this. You know, you got to do, like, the whole thing. And Some then it will be the right amount of energy. Some of that? Yep. Some of that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> so there you go. There's that. Um, some comments. I pulled two uh, more positive ones and two more negative ones just to have some variety. Just balance it out, dude. Yeah. So first one is from Joel Johnson. You suck, and I hate everything you've ever done. <laughs> How'd you know? Wow, look at that. I was reading the comment. It's right in front. I of know me. exactly. Um, I mean, they're not even that negative, to be honest. Hey. But it's just uh, something. Just uh, detracting uh, comment. Yeah, I guess so. 
So Bajol Johnson said, Nintendo don't do a great job long-term on mature, darker games. They got to get out of the kitty shadow and make more better-looking adult games. I I'm of two minds on this. I'm of one mind. I disagree, but continue. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I think... Um, I disagree that they have to get out of where they're, what they're doing. I also agree that it would be nice for them to, you know, do the eternal darknesses, the Metroid prime Four, the, you know, those kinds of games. And honestly, not even those like dark ones, but like breath of the wild, you know, that that's do more of those and stuff. But at the same time, that much I agree with because like breath of the wild is an adult game. Oh, uh, like a little, a little kid is not going to like get in as engrossed in that game as an adult would, you know, um, Nintendo needs to stay Pixar. They don't need to turn in the freaking, I don't know, like a Deadpool movie or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Or even like Michael Bay or something. Yeah, like <laughs> that's a bad example. But they can they can be Pixar. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. No. So I mean, I agree with that. Um, just in the sense that they they don't always do a great job of having a ton of those kinds of games, and that those are often the ones that we're waiting the longest on. Yeah. Um, which is like you know it would be nice if that weren't the case, but at the same time, I don't think they need to pivot at all. I think yeah. it should be at at most additive and not replaceatory. I totally made up that word, but it sounded <laughs> yep. so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I agree with what you said about like, I, I think that like it, if they did more of it, cool, but like, I'm not really strapped for that sort of thing. In fact, I actively avoid playing games like that. <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't say actively, but Uh-oh. like there's like I have access to those games. I have consoles mm-hmm. like that, and I still opt to play the Nintendo games anyway. So it's like eh, I can take yeah. it or leave it. I think it would still have to continue to be their twist on it. Again, yeah. Bre- Breath of the Wild is like the kind of middle ground, and like somewhere on both sides of that would be I- the ideal for me. Um, and not even just Breath of the Wild, but like 3D Zelda games in general. Ones that feel like that anybody would be like, this is a AAA game. And that there isn't a question about, for some people, um, whether or not it's a AAA game. But again, I'm playing Animal Crossing lots of hours a week. So it's not like I need it for And me. even it's Animal Crossing, like, I think Animal Crossing is very easily a AAA game. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like, just look at it. It's definitely a AAA yeah. game. Um, so... It yeah. j- it's just not like there's no guns so it's yeah. not you know <laughs> uh man breath of the wild too come on uh and guns <laughs> i do wonder i i think i don't know you do wonder is they're gonna add guns <laughs> not guns but like there's i think there's gonna be a more like magic element where they have like some sorts of magic powers and stuff oh, yeah, like that gonna, more they're, so because than- they're putting zelda as a playable character and she's gonna be toxic just like in smash brothers Exactly. <laughs> so it would be cool. Um, next comment, Silent Protagonist says, I've been wanting this to get too many words for Silent Protagonist. <laughs> this is off-brand. I get it. Uh, I've been wanting to get into the Metroid series for a while now, and I've been told that the Prime Trilogy of Super or Super Metroid was the best place to start. I have no interest in getting in in getting Nintendo Online or their SNES subscription service. So if Prime Trilogy gets released on Switch, I'd be more than happy to start there. 
yeah i need to like play more of that i played like i dipped in and out of like mm-hmm. them but i never finished any of them yep so like, yeah if, i mean yeah put it on the switch i'll try somebody <laughs> commented on no this promises. and they did say like super metroid holds up incredibly well which is the only thing i've ever heard you know that it's like just super good um but yeah i'm approximately five minutes of a game for a meme i yeah play it <laughs> I, again. I um i'm a lot more forthright on the podcast than in videos about series that i just haven't even barely touched um so right, you, you don't want people know. in the comment you want people in the comments to be like fake fan or subscribe dislike pretty much just because it's like <laughs> i mean if like i'm very happy to to tell people that i'm not gonna lie about it but at the same right. time it's like there's no I'd reason to volunteer just, that information <laughs> right especially like if people are gonna be toxic about it like don't yeah bother but that said i yeah i haven't played the most uh, i've played of a metroid game so far is metroid NES. i was talking to max about this actually um metroid nes played probably half maybe a third of that i think somewhere around there in any case and I was like, I don't want to keep playing this. And I told him, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's because Metroid NES is bad. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like most NES games don't hold up yeah. well. So, like, sorry about it's it. True. Like, Super Mario Bros. 3 is kind of it. And, like, or Super Mario Bros. 2 also was in, is enjoyable. SMB1 is still, like, not even that fun. Yo, I'm unless it's Bob. <laughs> but I think now he's like, he like goes back and forth between Super Mario Maker Two and and the original Super Mario Brothers. Yep. But he's dumb, so <laughs> so yeah. So all that to say, I I haven't played a Metroid game start to finish, and but I'm just waiting for it to be something for it to be in the zeitgeist. Essentially, is you know um, is what it is. So I alternatively, if there's a big enough gap backlog gap then i'll play super metroid but i know right now if i started playing it i'd have other stuff i'm playing anyway so it's like eh, do i want to do i not but that's a that's a good question of like where do you start with with metroid in general just i i don't get lost in the weeds on that right because like especially when it's like like pokemon right if anybody's mm-hmm. ever like where do i start playing pokemon literally the newest one all the time <laughs> yeah Every right i'm the newest one even if i would say like i still am going back and forth whether i like heart gold more or sword and shield more mm-hmm. I, I i'm leaning towards sword and shield but i need to play heart gold again and like be super sure mm-hmm. um but i still wouldn't recommend even if i like yeah. ultimately like i like heart gold more I only like Heart Gold more because that's like that's informed by the context of like being a fan for freaking twenty yeah. however many years, right? <laughs> um, but as a newcomer, you're going to want to go into the game that has the most modern conveniences and all yeah, that. Totally, stuff, right? yeah. Um, so a, a super fan of Metroid is going to more than likely be a purist and either go with like and say you need to play the like best reviewed one or you need to play the first game so you understand the mm-hmm. lore or whatever, right? So like, yeah. Uh, the ch- chances are, as a newcomer that wants to be won over by the series, mm-hmm. you probably don't want to play the. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, yeah, the, the, the arguably, arguably, maybe Samus Returns would be one of the best places to start for a lot of people because it's got a lot of those modern conveniences and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I do hope this year comes with a Metroid game for all the reasons that I talked about. And to with the Paper Mario thing, I can't imagine Nintendo's dumb enough to not. You know what I mean? Like that seems like if that's not a tease, oh yeah, that yeah, seems yeah, super tone deaf. Right. Like, 
I don't know. Ha, 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 look at this. Thing. Yeah. Want. Look at it. <laughs> Too bad. Yep. Too much. Take it back. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that's stuff. Um, but going on, next comment. This is from Instinct Labs. Says, I'm willing to wait for Prime 4. New players being introduced to, the Metro- to Metroid with older dated titles might hurt the hype for Prime 4. Just my opinion. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know if they w- if it would be like a straight port though, knowing Nintendo. Like usually when they do stuff like that, mm-hmm. like even the original trilogy, they added like motion control and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so who yep. knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of why I was saying too for Metroid Prime Trilogy that it would be weird for that to be the first thing to show up on Switch a little bit. But again, if they add a bunch of stuff, then it wouldn't be and it would be fine. Right. But if a 2D Metroid was the first new thing and like lots of people were excited about that, I don't think that would hurt the hype. I think yeah. the most hype thing would be Metroid Prime 4, obviously, right. like straight up, but that's just not going to happen for, you know, from everything we know. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it depends if, if it's a 2D one, if they like really knock it out of the park or if it's Metroid Prime Trilogy and they kind of like, bring it up to today's standards as far as just like conveniences and stuff then i think we should be fine um personally yeah yeah and then the last one which i thought was fun uh nikki strings says imagine if they got igarashi and the bloodstained team to do a true metroidvania style metroid everybody would hate it (laughs) just like they hated bloodstained (laughs) so this is funny to me because yeah like um I don't know. I don't know Metroid enough to know, like, when you say a true Metroidvania style Metroid, like, pretty sure the newest ones I are... I don't like... I don't like that term. Yeah. Metroidvania, just because, like, it feels like congratulatory of Castlevania for no reason. <laughs> right? Because, like, Castlevania is just, like, a Metroid game. But, like... I don't know much about it, but from what I've heard, I think there's some people that would agree. I would that would disagree. In yeah, because the they're Castlevania fans. <laughs> hey, I don't know, but I mean, like Symphony of the Night. That's all I know. Something, something. Yeah, Symphony that's what I'm saying. Night. That's so much after freaking Metroid already established that. Was like, it how far wild. after Super Metroid was it? Is the question. It's a PlayStation game, dude. <laughs> so it's like pretty far after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna look it up um symphony of the night Ooh, yeah 1997 yeah so like yeah yeah there must be things in 1994 for super metroid yeah Um, i think that freaking konami coined that term (laughs) like that's that's what i think honestly yeah um and i think anybody that like really thinks that castlevania is owed just as much reverence as metroid Mm -hmm. for that like style of game is crazy (laughs) Like, that's insane. Uh-huh. I have no chips to put into this, but yeah, sure, why not? We'll go with it. <laughs> it's wild, dude. It's wild. So that's all the comments for my video. It's like giving Sonic the same credit for Mario. Like, right. that's, that's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. He deserves not much. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic's fine. I. It's not for me, but it's fine. And it's not fine. It's garbage. You, you know, you gotta be more more forthcoming with your opinions no like, my opinion is straight up just like obviously there's people that love it so it's gotta some of it's gotta be fine but it's just not not my style for a number of reasons you think it's trash you think it's trash and it's fine 
It's okay. It's okay to think things. Comments are from your video. I you think ready? Trash all the time. <laughs> uh, I have nuanced opinions about things. AJ. Nah. As do you about the Nintendo Directs. It's true. It's true. Um, you have any thoughts before we go into the comments? Um, I, th- I think that like the more that I've done this, like made a YouTube channel, the more I resent Nintendo Directs as a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like them like as a fan of Nintendo, yeah. mm-hmm. like completely removed from all this. But again, as a creator that like engages with people that have opinions on what Nintendo should and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to not like them that much because like they're kind of antithetical to what Nintendo wants to be. And I mean, by extension are, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know, they feel kind of weird. And it seems like they think that, you know, mm-hmm. we, just with how they've been active recently, even removed from the pandemic. Like I think since, um, a lot of past, they've been like distance themselves, distancing themselves from directs because directs used to be way more frequent than they mm-hmm. were. I mean, like have been in the, switch era mm-hmm. um even with droughts and stuff like that yeah. on the wii u so i i don't know i, I could see that... them doing more uh, like game centric directs yeah. continuing those because like i right. think that's pretty those are pretty helpful to have like the animal crossing one where it's like here's just a bunch of information have fun you know because mm-hmm. that's easier than like or not i don't know it's more concise and you can manage that kind of marketing maybe better than trickling out of information Right. But, um, and you can get people hyped kind of all at once with that too. But yeah, I could, I could definitely see. Yeah. It just makes it tricky. Cause I mean, like you talked about in the video, some things just will overshadow other things. So that kind of sucks, you know, to be like, well, there was, there was an announcement for this. And like, everybody's like, what? There was an announcement for that. But you just didn't even know. Yeah. So, and the expectations do get so high. I think that's like the thing that kills direct so often is like, even if there were a bunch of things where we're like, oh, that was cool. If it ends poorly and that's it, like and, and and it poorly, ends- like at that, where it's like right. without all these expectations, if we had a direct yeah. two weeks earlier or whatever, and people got one game that they liked, if they ended another direct and they gave one game that we liked, people would be like, yo, that direct was great. But yeah. because it's been so long, us getting two games is like, oh, that sucks, dude. We only got two games that we'll enjoy on this platform that most people are only going to buy two games per year on. Like, it's, yeah. it's just sick. Yeah. People, yep. For sure. So here's some comments from your video that we'll chat about. Uh, Chip Corley has a couple of points hey, or a number of points four to be specific i will say i respectfully disagree for a few reasons How dare number you. one <laughs> the game trailers get uploaded separately outside of the direct as soon as it's released anyway this means people can just search x game rather than direct if they want to number okay. two let's let's go oh, down okay. one sure. by one and if you have thoughts do you give your thoughts too um I disagree with this because like, I think the existence of the direct in and of itself, just mindshare wise mm-hmm. is not going to have most people search for those trailers They're right. for what everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, on the second end on a like more inside baseball thing, just us uh, from <laughs> personal experience. If we talk about something that people were previously excited about beforehand, like if we made say uh, more recently, if we're like, we're going to make an animal crossing video and Nintendo did a Nintendo direct that was completely unrelated to animal crossing, the animal crossing video would die. <laughs> yep. And I, I think that that happens pretty often with their, with their trailers and just anecdotally look at the paper Mario views on yeah. that. Look at the views on that video. 
compared to when they have a game like Metroid Prime or whatever mm-hmm. even announced in a direct. Like, it's not going to have nearly as many views as the direct itself does. And mm-hmm. nothing else that is featured in that direct is going to have nearly yeah. as views. No, the 4.4 million or whatever that the direct had is definitely more than any individual trailer from those have had it, at least right. from what I've noticed looking back at that kind of thing. Like that's mm-hmm. the fact that you sh- that paper Mario has 4.3 million views was insane, but obviously, yeah. Like, I mean, just anecdotally with that, even just that it's things being standalone and occupying the whole mind share of a conversation means that it'll get around better than, if things are broken yeah, up like yeah be in this dice roll of like all right what are people going to care about mm-hmm. most because it's not always the first and last thing that's featured that people yeah. care about most mm-hmm. um so and then again I, th- I think that there's more of a negative chance especially recently because the more direct that they put out and mm-hmm. in the switch era i feel like they've been more discerning with like what they put in a direct and they try mm-hmm. to make sure every direct when they happen are gr- great yeah. um even with that mindset, people become more and more jaded. And they're like, even though this is the, a better direct than we got in all of like 2014 to 2016, <laughs> this direct sucks. Worst yeah. direct ever, you know, like that sort of thing. And it, yeah. it's just like, what's the point? Like, just mm-hmm. like announce stuff separately if people are going to like poo poo everything. If like the thing that people aren't going to pay attention to anyway is the reason why the thing that is meant to have them pay attention to that thing mm-hmm. isn't received well, you know? Yeah. Like, if the whole idea of like, which I think he brings up later, if the whole thing of like um, directs. And I brought up in the video, like high tides raise all ships, right? Right. Um, If the whole idea of that is um, achieving that goal, it shouldn't then also be that the low points of the direct sink the perception of the direct. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, another way to think about this too, like if, if your mom tells you, hey, here's 10 chores to do, or tells you, hey, here's one, like go take out the trash you're going to remember better to take out the trash Yeah, number five of 10 points. Right. You know? So same kind of goes with this. So I don't know. That said, I think they're fun entertainment for sure. But like, um, as far as remembering all the bits about it, like every time I watch a direct, every time a direct happens, I go back and rewatch it to be like, okay, what were all the things again? And then like get excited about the things that I forgot about later that day. <laughs> you know, like that's pretty it's, sad. It's true. I literally, I think, especially the last few years i always make a video after the direct of like here's what happened in the direct and then like i'll forget what happened in the direct and i spent 12 hours at minimum <laughs> reviewing what happened in the direct you know That's crazy. So, yeah i i mean i get the idea for sure but i i think it's yeah, i think they're but we'll 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 get yeah. um number two though directs aren't supposed to be one size fits all but rather you'll probably find at least one or two things here that interest you I agree. I don't think it matters what they're supposed to be, though, because like public perception matters way more than what intent is in this case. Nintendo directs are ads. They're mm-hmm. the 30 minute ads. So like Nintendo's intent could be like, hey, whichever one you like, that'd be great. Um, but if everybody's saying like, this was bad because I didn't like anything or I only liked one thing. And there's people that we have known in this mm-hmm. very like circle that all i mean they do it all the time where they may have liked two games but because there were 12 games and they only liked two games the direct was bad 
Yeah. And that I mean, could be the intent. It could for Nintendo, it could just be like, as long as you like one game featured in here, we did our job. Uh-huh. But when the perception is the direct was bad because you didn't give me six games that I liked, mm-hmm. what's the point? Yeah. As opposed to like if when the Paper Mario trailer came out, I think it was exciting that it came out. So people were just excited to be like, oh, Paper Mario, that's cool. Even if you didn't care about Paper Mario, you'd be like, all right, whatever, not for me, but like neat for somebody. But if that same trailer, I don't, you know, like that same concept within the direct doesn't really pan out for the reasons that you just said. So, yeah. Yeah. Number three, they generate excitement and buzz around the Nintendo brand. I agree with this. Yes. This is true. It is. I think though, um, I mean, I would say comparing the Paper Mario one to a direct, I don't know that, because I definitely agree they do and they're exciting for me and more fun for me, if I'm being fully honest. Like it's more fun as Yeah, they're definitely more fun. I completely agree that they're more fun. But it's, I don't know that there, if there's, you know, 20 games in a direct, I don't know that it's 20 times more fun than one Paper Mario. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, um, so... And, and number- for for me personally, like I agree with that, but again, just in the position that I'm in, they're also more toxic. <laughs> so like they're more fun initially, but after the fact, they're way more toxic, like yeah. significantly more. True. Um, and then number four, as you already mentioned, this might get people interested in games they would have otherwise ignored or wouldn't have known about. It's true. But I also think that like if the entire news cycle is dedicated to one thing on a day and they make a big deal about that one thing, it's going to have a similar effect. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times now when, uh, cause they I mean like look at animal crossing, uh, honestly, yeah. like just right. the fact that animal crossing has been so pervasive for the past couple months, there's a ton of people that are like, all right, what's this thing? Like, let's check it out and then have bought it and you know, played it like, again, my sister-in-law being, the best example, we're trying to buy her a Switch so that she can play Animal Crossing because other people that she saw were playing Animal Crossing and liked it. Right. Um, so, and, but she's never going to have watched a direct. So, right. And I, I don't think most people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's literally people in our comments. They're, they're, those are people that go to youtube.com slash fanatics for to watch Nintendo videos. Right? <laughs> and they don't even watch Nintendo directs. Like that's as dedicated as you could possibly get to subscribe to like an enthusiast like gaming channel. Right. And you don't even watch the directs. I think they kind of like, like they don't completely, um, like uh fulfill their purpose i think that they're they're cool and everything mm-hmm. but i don't think that they're like essential and i think that might be the problem for nintendo mm-hmm. like for me personally i would want them to continue to do them yeah. but like as a like as a business that is like they have to be like weighing their options of like okay now that we're forced to not be able to do directs mm-hmm. do we need them yeah <laughs> right i guess so here's the question I think probably assuming some variety of E3 kind of a thing continues in summers in the future. Um, I, I assume Nintendo will always have a summer presentation, mm-hmm. like, a, I mean, a summer direct pretty much, right. but they may thin out on the other ones. So what would be like the roadmap of if they, if they do that, how do they do, you know, not E3 and then, I don't know. Like I just E3, that, like, E3, they would probably have to specifically say something about it. I guess. I think the happy medium here that seems like it would make sense to me from a business end mm-hmm. is to, you know, um, 
like court i wouldn't say annualized but not annualized quarterized i guess it, uh-huh. to be like okay we're going to do nintendo directs or digital events or whatever they mm-hmm. want to brand them as where they're more or less like um investor meetings but for consumers where they're like here's our plans for the the next three months or whatever mm-hmm. right rather than them randomly at whatever time that right. they say they will um or that they won't say or whatever um making announcements even mm-hmm. if those that announcement is like hey we're <laughs> like here's some games that you can play but we don't have anything that's big mm-hmm. like, um i think that that would solve a lot of the problems because like when they're like the, like they just uh intermittently happen out of nowhere for no real reason other mm-hmm. than like we have things to announce mm-hmm. um i think that that breeds like contempt in people because yeah. like, i mean it definitely like a it makes that whole like when's the next direct gonna happen conversation yeah. happen for forever which is like sometimes interesting but usually just annoying mm-hmm. um and then but on top of that it means that when it finally does happen expectations are raised so high yeah that i I don't think it would be if it's like, hey, we're going to find out about the, you know, this on such and such date. I mean, like expectations will still be high, but less so because of the whole like, like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? It's happening kind of, yeah. you know, motivation for it. So um, also, I if, mean, anything, I we'll see- if anything, and that's kind of like the best case scenario for yeah. them to be like, we're going to do four like dedicated events and this is when they happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think people assume that already with directs, right? Yeah. They're like, well, for the last three years, I mean, they could do three had September directs. Yeah, like if they did March, June, and September, right? Then I think that's like an easy cadence that they could keep with. But, mm-hmm. but I, th- I think that that's like the 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 trap that they've run into because mm-hmm. like nothing from them like publicly has said we're always doing a September yeah. direct, but people always assume that there's going to be a September direct. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't one, then uh, like yeah. Nintendo the pattern continues must, to be solidified at this yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. But at what, at some point it's not going to be just uh-huh. like E3, right? Like that's just how Nintendo operates. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we do stuff until we don't. Yeah. And there, I, I gotta love Nintendo, but they are not forthright with, many things you know yeah. and that would be something that would be like would be it would be nice if they were a bit more forthright about but i think that's why they're not though because like they were never forthright about the yeah. fact that or fact right that they do september directs right mm-hmm. like that was the thing the community made up so yeah. like why as a company that never told people like every september we're going to do this thing why is it your responsibility to say, hey, yeah. this September, we're not doing that thing that we didn't say that we are going to do every yeah. September? I mean, I guess in the same, for the same reason that like, yeah, kind of distant analogy, but that like words trans, you like change meaning over time and stuff like that. And it's like, it's not the dictionary's fault that suddenly this word doesn't mean such and such anymore. And now it means this other thing, but eventually the dictionary is like, right, right, cool. it means dictionary, this other thing. Yeah, it's not the dictionary's <laughs> fault. That literally means literally and also figuratively. <laughs> right. Exactly. But eventually like some of the things they just cave in and they're like, you guys all decided this was the thing. We're just going to like address it so that you can shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that feels, I don't know. That feels I'm different. with you though. I know because it, it's like Nintendo, like, uh, almost apologizing for doing something that they didn't do uh-huh you know it's like i'm sorry well i, I think they would have to do it as a positive announcement rather than uh like like hey we're now gonna start doing this thing which is like to them they're sick yeah but then they are they're committing to another thing that they may or may not stop you know that's true yeah 
<laughs> so I, I just think that that's like a it, it's just way better the way for them anyway like for us mm-hmm. it's, it's sad you know because like yeah. we don't know when to look forward to things or whatever yeah. like we don't get it doesn't get to the be Christmas randomly like every i mean for us yes yeah <laughs> the, video, the video thing that's rough yeah. but for the video game fans purely it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't get to be christmas randomly every two months or whatever right yeah. that sucks or whatever but like for them, I think that it would be worse if they mm-hmm. had this like burnt in expectation that they can't deviate from without inherent backlash. Like, yep. yeah. Uh, next comment this is from General Clankton, who said, From a business standpoint, I get why they're straying away from them, but as a fan, I just love directs. The mystery Ooh. of what was being unveiled was a lot more exciting than just seeing every person I follow posting about it before I can even look at the trailer. <laughs> it's, this is true. If they yeah. keep doing this, I at least hope they tweet something like, tune in at 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow as we drop a new trailer, just so the surprise factor can live on. Yeah. They're, I agree with ooh, that. That's a tricky... Because even if they do that, though, that it's hard for expectations because then there's only one game for people to be disappointed by. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that's... That's hard. Um, I would prefer it still, yeah, on a like ex- having something to look forward to, and then like this is the moment we're all finding out together, um, or maybe they post it later. Yeah, I mean it's rough, it's rough for them. To, I would say like, ah, you know what? You know what the solution is like that they only put trailer like big announcement trailers like this on like a Nintendo Direct YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. That's separate from their own channel. So like the big announcements, they can say. Um, like they can just be like, uh, here's this thing or whatever. And you put notifications on, mm-hmm. on that channel. So like, they don't have to announce that it's happening, but yeah. for the people that feel like this and they don't want to be spoiled, they just ring the bell on that channel. You don't want to ring the bell on Nintendo's regular channel. Cause they release however many videos that ran, just ran, uh-huh. but like for the big deal announcements, if they only mm-hmm. put them on this new, like Nintendo direct centric channel, I think yeah. that would solve that problem. What a funny I'm problem to have because like in the in the video because <laughs> I think that's a, that would be a good way to like yeah. kill two birds with one stone. Yep, man, that's it's a thing. It's interesting. Yep. I hope they do. Yeah, because yep. I mean we're going to be expecting this later throughout more throughout the year. So like you know uh, throughout this summer especially, I'd imagine. So like yeah, and even be... that sucks. Like I like. <sighs> I don't know. Like I saw Mag's tweet about it where he was like, are we going to get another announcement? And I rolled my eyes. I was like, Oh my God, we're doing this again. We're like, it's not even a Nintendo direct. And we're already speculating about how they're going to continue to start another pattern. Yep. I mean, like we can only assume this is going to be the case more or less with smash dlc yeah. in june and which know, like, I mean, to be fair, they already started they doing yeah. that. Like they already That's made true. that a like, like, um, Stand the Sakurai things. Yeah. 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 Uh, Next comment is from Cool Cool said, I see your point and I agree with a lot of what you said. They don't really need it anymore, but I think other developers do. The Switch really boosted the indie scene and got me into indie games personally. A lot of these games would have just been ignored and forgotten about if not for the Direct itself. Other than that, I think third-party games get more publicity from a Direct. It's easier for them uh, to do what they did with Origami King, but this kind of leaves people wondering when the next big game is, or when the next game is going to be. And it's so much more fun, or it's and it's so much fun when Nintendo announces a direct coming soon, and we see reveal after reveal, and then a Smash reveal. Nintendo is weirdly ahead of the competition when it comes to innovation, but behind them on a technical level, hardware and online. Um, Lots of points there, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think that. 
I kind of touched on that stuff other than the third party stuff i think third parties need to do what they need to do it's third party's fault that it's easier to like be like oh and a nintendo direct oh okay this is coming to switch because they kind of brush it under the rug and that's because they're used to like their releases just people already knowing that hey Mm -hmm. it's on that box and also it's on all the other boxes that are exactly like Uh that box well it's frustrating because like if you so often even if ubisoft has a game that's coming out on the switch a lot of times in their E3 presentations or whatever, they just assume it seems like that the Nintendo audience isn't watching theirs is what mm-hmm. it seems like to me because they just don't, they only mention the, you know, PS4, Xbox right. one. I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's that well thought out. I, I think that not. they literally don't mention hard like platforms because a lot of different games have exclusivity to mm-hmm. like the marketing right so, like yeah. some games look like they're just playstation games but like obviously they're on xbox right but they don't feel like that ever for a switch because sometimes it's like yeah that's coming to switch and then other times it's like that's nah, not <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. that i think that's the only reason why like third-party games it's like bigger third parties anyway uh mm-hmm. why they uh feel like more fleshed out and established in directs because like mm-hmm. if it's in a direct we know it's coming to switch that's not a question yeah. right for sure and that's honestly like i <laughs> feel like i want to sub- not uh, this is this is a step for sure it's not quite this strong but in some regards like ubisoft or something like that i would feel like i'd want to support ubisoft more if they were putting they were you know announcing the fact in their regular presentations that switch this was like part of their yeah. yeah because then it kind of it sort of feels like it's one of those like all right we're going to talk to you guys over like brushing the switch thing under the rug like mm-hmm. oh, we're gonna announce that all over right this is the presentation for the cool kids all the kids exactly shut up and wait outside until the yeah. kitty pool opens. that's what it feels that's like and that's obviously not what they're thinking <laughs> but like if you know to as you know kids that were not accepted by everybody and stuff like that growing up or whatever like i think there's some part of me that like wants it to be like yeah just treat me like everybody else you ding dong so that's i think that's part of what that is um and as far as like the last comment i i agree and i disagree at the same time i think that hardware wise they're actually technically more ahead in a lot of different oh for sure uh they're less powerful but that doesn't mean that they're less innovative Mm -hmm. if that makes sense well i think it says it's yeah nintendo is ahead of the innovation innovation, but yeah 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 yeah. but i mean like Mm -hmm. on a technical level isn't as cut and dry as like um it's not as like horsepower right like the switch's architecture is more technologically advanced Mm -hmm. than the xbox one and the playstation 4 it's just not as strong it's just not smaller for a lot of reasons yeah exactly and the joy con are more technologically advanced than the xbox one even though they got drift and all that but (laughs) i mean technically every analog stick ever can get drift but it's because of like how small it is and blah 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 um but yeah, like I, I, I agree and I disagree with that. I think online mm-hmm. is again is also like a, a case by case thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like ironically kind of on the Nintendo audience that like they're more behind than I would say Nintendo is ironically because mm-hmm. like they don't get that online is a case by case thing. It's uh-huh. not this giant pool of data that like developers like get access to because Sony and Microsoft are just that far ahead. It's mm-hmm. they understand like oh, okay our networking needs to be up to this standard and that's just what it is. 
Um, and so, like that's why some games on the Switch run great, even first-party Nintendo games. Some first-party Nintendo games, I've never seen any lag in ever. Mm-hmm. I've probably dropped one game in Splatoon. I mean, people are still life. playing a ton of Fortnite, I assume. Yeah. You know, like that's a game that you play online with other people. I, I mean, I don't know the Fortnite community or anything like that, <laughs> but like you got to assume that if there were tons of issues with online, it would also be obvious and like be talked about in that arena. right but nobody tells about it because it's just yeah. like it's either it works or it's the worst thing ever right, right. yeah exactly um nobody's gonna say that thing about like not that many people bring up the fact that like splatoon's like online is pretty solid you know mm-hmm. even by xbox and playstation standards i've mm-hmm. dropped more games on my xbox one and my playstation 4 combined compared to the amount of like games that i've dropped with that other like all those mm-hmm. other games and this is coming from somebody that plays their freaking playstation xbox once a year you know <laughs> yeah like and it's like it's 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 not as bad as people make it seem like some games yes smash brothers yes you know mm-hmm. like freaking mario maker 2 yes mm-hmm. but nintendo as a whole is not as bad as people make yep. it seem like yeah so, and then the last comment from Grim Hain, what's up, Grim Hain, says, I think it makes sense that they moved to something else. When they started doing directs, no one else was, and everyone was at the very least skeptical of how they do it. Yep. Here we are years later, and Sony and Microsoft are mimicking the style. Meanwhile, yep. Nintendo has years of metrics to see how effective a direct is versus a single game announcement, and they'll adapt to whatever new messaging works best for them, be it for big events or tweet seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, this is another thing that I wanted to address in the video, but like, I don't know, I forgot to for whatever reason, but it, <laughs> it, it very, it feels very much unlike Nintendo to continue to do this thing that they're like, all right, mm-hmm. it's working now. And it's working to the extent right. that everybody else is doing it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't feel like them to like continue on doing something like that. They're like, all right, everybody else is doing it. Time to invent another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. No, yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I forgot to mention on Cool Cool's comment is he talked about um, indie games and that the Switch really boosted the indie game scene and all that. And I think that's true. I hope that they continue to do indie spot, even if they don't indie have... Indie world, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, why, world that's why like, I, brought up in the, I brought up in the video about that too, where it's like, they, mm-hmm. I think they definitely need to do that with indie games. Like, yeah. I think the high tide uh, mm-hmm. analogy holds strong there yeah, for more sure. than anything else. Um, because like even third party games or whatever would be pretty easy to event ties and like mm-hmm. release on like a Nintendo specific, like a Nintendo direct channel, like I brought up and just yep. say, Hey, this is a big deal announcement is freaking horizon zero dawn on a Nintendo switch <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like that would easily be like one of those like three, 4 million view videos. It doesn't yep. need a Nintendo direct to get that. Um, but indies wouldn't just, unless they're like yeah. marketed really well, they uh-huh. probably wouldn't get that same attention. Untitled Goose Game, I don't think would have gotten anything close to what it did had it not been in. I don't know about that. Well, no, I mean, like, I think that that's. The... I think that's one of those things that, like, had they marketed it well and the mm-hmm. trailer was funny, mm-hmm. that that game would have did exactly what it did. Um, I, yeah, I mean, hmm, I think I, like as it was, probably not. Yeah, but um, if they if they had the right person cut that trailer, uh-huh. that game could have still freaking over the world (laughs) i think yeah i think it's just a question of like how many people can be that initial batch to see it and then share it or whatever because like um and so that's that's the thing is the with the indie directs they just have a ton of people so like they have their best potential of being shared and stuff the thing that's tricky with them is 
I noticed that there's some games that will be in the indie worlds and then will, um, that'll be like, they'll be talked about a bunch. Like I remember Super Mash was one that uh, after the last indie world, a lot of people were, were like, oh, that was cool. And I thought it was cool too. And then it came out, I think this week or last week or something like that to like very little fanfare. So I think yeah. that's tricky is like continuing, figuring out from the developer side or even from Nintendo is like continuing to work with those indies to like, still make it a big deal those games are have come out like hey remember this one from indie world it's out now yeah also i think that in a way more often than not for me directs mm-hmm. have more of a negative effect on those games than yeah. a positive one because i'm like even if it's subconsciously i'm like all right uh-huh 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 whatever because <laughs> like not yeah. in the thing of like it's an indie game i'm not going to play that but like more so like it's an indie game it probably doesn't like demo well visually right. like in a trailer so like what's the point of paying attention to this right now right. i'm just gonna yeah, play yeah. it when they send me a code or whatever um <laughs> yeah so like celeste is an example of a game like that where i saw it yeah, and i totally. vaguely remembered it in a nintendo direct but nowhere did i think when i first saw that game that it was going to be like my favorite game that year you yeah. know other than smash um, for me honestly with celeste it was i remember seeing the the mountain and celeste just the like logo for it or the art um, the key art for it and being like, that looks cool. And then I saw it in a direct and I was like, Oh, I don't really care about this. <laughs> and I then later a while, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I didn't even see like when they, it was like one, I don't even know why I played this game. I guess I got less codes around this time. Maybe, I don't know, but they sent me the code for Celeste mm-hmm. and I, I played it. I usually wouldn't now I would mm-hmm. not play a random like indie code unless mm-hmm. they sent me a trailer, you know, or it was yeah. from freaking Devolver Digital. Uh, I would, I probably wouldn't play it. Um, but this game, I played it. I was like, "Yo, this game is dope!" And then I told Bob, and it was, it was like a game that, like, how I told him was like a game I've never heard of in my life. And then he was still like, eh. you know. So like, if the, I, yeah. I think that it's there's also something to be said for the fact that like directs can also kind of have a a, a bad effect. Yeah. On indie games too. Yep. Yeah, man. So that's that. Directs, we'll see wh- how they turn out. We'll probably keep having them in some form or fashion, but mm, we'll yeah, it'll probably it be something that we'll keep having until we don't. <laughs> yep. But you will continue to have directly to you, and mm-hmm. you can ask us questions. It's true. And we'll answer those questions like we're about to do right now. It's true. Here we go. QA. Um, we just got a couple. Uh, from Twitter, we got Devilman's Crybaby who asked, have y'all ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender? If you have, what are your thoughts? If you haven't, what's the, and then the wrong answer. And then it said wrong answer, but it was in the Paper Mario thing, like when Peach said it as a work on me, Peach. Yo. Context. Um, have you watched Avatar The Last Airbender? Yes, I have. Nice. I um, have you go for it. I have just started it since it on came to Netflix. The Netflix. Yeah, because yeah, I was man. not in the country that had it back when it wow. first came out. <laughs> wow, fake fan. You yep. know, I mean, didn't even none fan correct. for a long time. <laughs> didn't even move to the correct country to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. What a Dude, horrible fake, person I am. Fake fan. Um, but yeah, no, I watched it and that was like one of the reasons why I freaking resubscribed to Netflix and I'm going to like watch the show for three, for like two and a half weeks and then never watch Netflix again, but still be subscribed for like the next year at least. Classic. But then again, Pokemon's coming to Netflix. So I'll probably. Oh, that's true. It's June, right? Yeah. So dope. There's that. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. I'll let you know my thoughts as I keep going. It's so far, it's fun. It was, I realized how little I knew about it outside of just the fact that that Aang was named Aang. And I barely he, remember that until his, somebody said Aang. And I was like, that's right. That's what his name is. He's a bald man. That He's can, bald, has an arrow. I remember that. And I knew. An arrow. <laughs> yeah. And I knew that he, you know, could, was that the he was the avatar and yeah. he could control the four he was elements frozen he was That's, frozen and the fire nation i knew fire nation bad ice ball with yep. his but i didn't even know cow. i figured like he was just a regular <laughs> you know like um when it starts out and it's the and it's the um the brother and sister i thought he was i thought the brother was him um you thought he and, was the avatar? And that later he would shave his head or something. Uh, and also, like, go and it didn't into, make sense. I was like, go into not isolation like for, like, years in a dark I didn't place even know that part. Lose, yeah. lose all his... No, I was just saying, like, he oh. would, like, lose all skin tone. Yep. Like, freaking Sokka would, like... Exactly. <laughs> turn into Aang somehow. I was like, that's wild, dude. <sighs> or maybe, like, you're like, oh, man, it's really messed up how they whitewashed the avatar in the, in the ads, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's true so there's that for you um good question yeah I'll, I'll keep you posted next question from lachlan everett says chinese food or thai food um so i think that they were in um the one of the streams so bob streams um call of duty Warzone mm-hmm. with his friends uh jerry and greg and we were talking about chinese food and i don't remember why but um we were talking about that and then somebody said something about thai food and then jerry was like thai food is just like a crappy version of chinese food and we're like whoa that's racist and then like that like that like very incorrect that like spawned a whole kind he was like it's the same thing we're like that's even more racist so i think that 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 might be what Uh could be this question yeah Um, do you have a specific opinion uh, probably Chinese food. Okay. Cause like, if I'm going to like order anything, just food in general, my go-tos are like either Chinese food or pizza. Yeah, like it's yeah. just like the easiest thing for me to like want to order. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever thought to myself, I'm going to order Thai food. Like Thai food's uh-huh. like the sort of thing, like I'm out with friends or whatever. And we're like, yo, you want to eat? And they're like, yo, Thai food place right here. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm down. <laughs> you know, a Thai food place opened l- around the corner from me like a couple weeks ago and i'm very excited about that because we it's actually immediately next to a chinese place so i'll say for myself um probably thai food honestly like i've had chinese definitely a lot more but i feel like thai based on what you can get from chinese food and thai place in the states thai has more variety mm-hmm. of like different kinds of dishes and stuff like that that maybe chinese does but i don't give a chance because like they're not because you have established things yeah because i have established things and like they don't seem like very interesting mm-hmm. versions of the things it's like that's kind of some of the same things from these different meals but in a weird mixture together maybe or just like not really as opposed to like thai food i i would likely get either like a green curry or chicken pad thai which are super different from each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. and more varieties. Of so different, different choices for uh, like completely opposing reasons. Cause yeah, I'm like Chinese food. Cause it's like comfort food. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to get like what I always get. And yeah. it's just easy. Uh, I mean, general so's chicken. Like, that's, yeah, exactly. Good stuff right there. Like Thai food. It's fun, dude. Yeah, like I'm is. for it. But yep. like, 
if I'm, but they're really, really exactly the same. You know, I, that's, that's yeah, the yeah, you know, it really same thing. You know, same continent. So they gotta, uh-huh. they gotta be like, uh, you know, mirror images. It's true. So there's that. Good question. Um, Discord. We got a couple of questions from here. Chicapo asks us, when you have the time to do so, what are your favorite streamers slash YouTube channels that you watch? That I watch. Um, hold on, wait. Let me go on YouTube. <laughs> here, I'll I'll go ahead and say my okay. So either it's it's like one of a couple different varieties. Either I'll put on like a Mario Maker streamer. Um, I I don't watch actual live streaming content pretty much ever. It's always just YouTube. So I don't watch stuff on Twitch. Um, but so like Graham Pooh Bear, Ryukar, um, the beast, something like that, where it's like, uh, you know, pre-recorded Mario maker stuff. So there's that or, um, stuff more like ours, in which case probably like, yeah, like conversation type things. So Rob rule to review. Um, I enjoy Arlo's content. I know he's kind of controversial for some people. Um, and, uh, I don't know more like that that's a little bit more like creative based like ours tends to be right um and then you can say some of yours i've got so for me like i don't really watch that much gaming stuff and like the stuff that i watch is like random because like i don't know watching gaming stuff feels like work yeah um so that's the thing yeah a lot of it can for me so like yeah so it's just like i don't um i'll watch like the random stuff that like i'll watch bob's stuff yeah same um and then that's pretty much it for gaming and like every once in a while like dan will put out a video you know like every mm-hmm. three months or whatever uh, and i'll watch dan's videos even if it's like because dan talks about a lot of stuff that i don't care about but i care about dan so i'll watch 100%. dan's video <laughs> but other than that like casey neistat is cool uh-huh. uh okay, i'll randomly watch bon appetit because cooking stuff interests me even though i'm not interested in actually cooking uh caleb city's funny uh-huh um what else I'm, I'm literally scrolling through my um some other ones i also i enjoy kind of broader conversation gaming stuff too where it's more like the game design kind of talk stuff yeah so um rasbutin that channel is interesting and like um uh what's the one i'm trying to think of obviously i don't watch enough oh felt franco is another one that's like easy like what's the one i'm trying to probably think watch of? from one time um Oh, well, I don't know. But that said, so all that stuff in the gaming sphere. And then YouTube oh, is... And also, like, Smash Brothers creators, like, freaking EE and Nairo and uh-huh. Zero, and, like, those guys. Sometimes I'll watch Game Grumps, but, like, less so. The Grumps, like, they have, like, their, mm-hmm. like, non-gaming channel. I watch that. That's funny. But I don't really watch Game Grumps anymore because, like, uh, I have no desire to watch Let's Plays at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I then then again I kind of do. Well, I mean, only of Mario uh, yeah, Maker stuff. Yeah, like Mario Maker. Yeah, um, but then also YouTube's got my number, and they keep showing me interesting drum and music stuff. And like, as a drummer, that's just it's always interesting to me <laughs> to watch a bunch of those. So that's yeah, it's got my number. Oh, uh, I remember. So the channels that I was talking about are like like Adam Millard or something like that. We're talking about like game design things of various sorts. There's one that I just recommended. Um, that's his new one. That's building better villains, that kind of thing. It's just like kind of a very bird's eye view of games and like how games could be different or better and stuff. So that's pretty much my YouTube content. 
Man, I'm subscribed to so many. It recommends SNL stuff too, and I'll watch them. And so I've actually told it to, I've blocked SNL from from mine because i it's so distracting so i'm just like oh also I'm fine in a without nutshell it is good too what one in a nutshell it's like i think their name is also like german for that <laughs> but they do they like make videos about like like they made a video the one that i watched the most recently is about the coronavirus and how like oh. like pandemic spread and stuff it's like it's- uh like explainer video sort of okay. like yeah, animated yeah. like that kind of yep. thing Lindsay Ellis, she's really good. She like uh, does like video essays and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, we really don't watch anything ever. I don't know what you're talking about. I watch like a lot of YouTube. Yeah. That's that's the thing. That's why I don't watch anything else. Because YouTube, I feel better about like watching YouTube in the background and not really paying attention to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Than I do like TV. So like I'll yeah. like just queue up a whole bunch of like different people that I'll like mm-hmm. catch in, like my subscription feed. And like in the watch later, and then I'll do other stuff, and yep. like while that just plays in the background. Yep, I feel you. And I'm only an M on YouTube, but I'm done with this question. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, two more questions. We got one from Derp Marcos who says, "What do you do other than gaming?" Uh, well, right now, freaking just manage this channel mm-hmm. uh, and the relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I don't really have any hobbies because, like, I have a bad hobby, ha- bad hobbit, a bad <laughs> habit of turning my hobbies into into freaking jobs. The Bilbo, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, I'm a fan of that movie. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but no. So I mean, like, Smeagol, all things considered. Um, I is... don't know their relation to one another, but. Well, Smeagol originally was a hobbit back in, uh, but then he had the ring. And I it, thought he was a gremlin man. Well, he became like a gremlin man. It's uh, uh yeah, it was. It made him live abnormally long and all okay, that. Okay, like, so he's not just like a different species. I thought he was a different species. <laughs> no, he was back in the day. He was he was a hobbit, um, but wow. no longer. Wow, man, you learn so much. You do when you flub, you know. <laughs> But yeah, man, I have a bad habit. I was about to say it again. I have a bad habit of doing that. Um, so, no, I don't have hobbies. Yes, hobbies. I like questioned myself. I was like, did I do it again? Um, I, I don't do that because they're dangerous. Um, so yeah, just freaking playing games, uh, mm-hmm. normal like day-to-day regular people stuff, and then mm-hmm. managing YouTube. Yep. Yeah, um, I have a day job, so there's that would be great if a day draws stressful recently and that's like comment subscribe (laughs) (laughs) nevertheless day job um there's that but then also yeah i've got a wife and two dogs and so like hang out with friends when it's not this stuff but then otherwise like (laughs) you know i'm gonna zoom chat (laughs) yeah seriously i did hang out with mitch this week that was the first time i've actually seen like spent time with another person (laughs) so there's that but then also lots of music stuff i don't spend as much time doing that as i'd like to otherwise but that was like yeah that's a that's a big thing for me um but hmm, it'll just yeah, happen when it happens yeah and then the last question from huddy bear who uh has a youtube channel go check it out if you want um who says when will the next direct be with all the like the spongebob spongebob font or not font. i mean kind of font 
Yeah. This is a great question. Let's talk about it for two hours. I think it's going to be uh, next Thursday. They're going to announce it on Monday morning. Mm, of course. Yep. Classic. Yep. Hey, it's a long weekend for me. That's fun. <laughs> I just thought about Monday and I was like, I'm off. I'll probably have to do like gardening stuff or something. That's lame. But oh, that whatever. Sounds, that sounds gross. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to edit my mom's podcast too this weekend. So that'll take There's a while. There's that. There's, There's that. that. But you know what, guys? That is all from That's us. That's the end of our podcast. That's right. If you um, listened at the beginning, which you probably What's did. What's your mom's podcast called? Everybody check out Parker's mom's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's a very different tone. Um, yeah, it's called Serving Stories. Um, and it's... Uh, so my, my parents run a nonprofit that's all about like vo- volunteer mobilization. And so it's like they'll pick a city that they're doing and then talk about that for a while so check it out if you want there to. there it is check it out send me a link i'll put it in the description <laughs> sounds good uh, but that's it y'all see you there next it time. is see you next time goodbye